to the Save Room Reviews, where we review video games, movies, and vengeance. My name is Kevin. And my name was going to be Vengeance, but I guess you took the, the, yeah, the wind took out the of that one. Pun. I, knew, I so. knew it was probably circulating in Damn. Your head. You know that line was actually ad-libbed? Really? Uh, by Mr. Battensim himself. I was hoping yeah. that was the case because we were talking about that. I was like, how funny would it have been if he like improv the line and just kept it? And that's why everybody's making fun of it after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's really. Yeah, they had to go back because they make it a joke later on in the mm-hmm. film, which is fucking great. But yeah, maybe he did it on set and everyone was like, really? <laughs> and Matt Reeves was like, leave it the fuck in. Yeah. Leave it's gold. It There's already so much weight and runtime to this movie, but we need this one bit. One bit. Because levity. Guys, if you didn't know, if you couldn't get the sense of it, we were talking about 2022's The Batman by Matt Reeves, which just which just the came out this Batman. week. Batman. What a fucking film, dude. Or is it THE Batman? I think it's going to be THE Batman. This is THE Batman, in my opinion. Do you think they drop the THE moving forward? Or, or they is it going to be like THE Batman subtitle? Yeah. THE Batman, Wings of Vengeance. Or THE Batman, Court of Owls? THE Batman, Gotham by Gaslight? <laughs> That's that was like yeah. a prequel situation where he was a steampunky Batman. Oh, really? Yeah, you never read that. No, so that's the made thing. a movie about it too. That's the thing going into this conversation, which is really interesting. Like, what Batman's been around since like what the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, since like uh-huh. you know Bob Kane and Septon. Eighteen seventy two, actually, was <laughs> oh, yeah. the first Batman comic. It was chiseled. He <laughs> <laughs> was he was forged in the industrial age. <laughs> the yep. working man's Batman. Yeah, but it, like it was it was just passed around. Everyone working on the railroad. <laughs> there's so many iterations of like the character across media. I think it's yeah. the most like iterated superhero like outside of comics i guess what this is like the 13th feature batman movie like, are we on 13 i think so yeah Goodness, great. there's just so many takes and, and variations on the character yeah um and everybody has like their own take on like who's their favorite what's their favorite movie what's the favorite yeah. balance of like bruce versus the bat himself right i'm hearing some interesting conversations about it so i think sure. we're gonna probably have a similar one where it's there's gonna be some contention i think yeah. but i would say this is the closest interpretation of the batman that i like from the comics you know, very very stoic, very obsessive, very um, distance from the people like around him, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's almost something wrong with this guy, and I like that interpretation more than like the shit that we see in um, the Justice League comics and stuff. Sure, and even then, he's like an asshole. I so, like I like asshole Batman. So, are you a fan of like the Frank Miller arcs? Uh, yeah, I would say Year One is probably one of the best comics uh featuring batman mm-hmm. that and and this has way more year one vibes than even batman begins did yeah. even though that that takes direct plot elements from year one mm-hmm. this one just feels like it gets the vibe the yeah. look and everything right it's it's an interesting kind of meshing of like year one with like some elements of like the long halloween i think yeah um, that, was, that was a big inspiration too yeah i think matt reeves was saying like it's not directly inspired by anything but if it was most inspired by a comic it would have been year one which makes no. sense even though it's like you know batman in his year two because it's, it's it, actually his year two yeah, yeah which is I don't, I don't know it's a cool take to kind of see that like in media rest batman mm-hmm. um Although we don't really get a sense of, like, lineage of any, like, rogues gallery up no. to that point. It's just, like, him being this in-the-shadows vigilante that is both feared and revered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Matt Reeves, I was reading a few interviews about this. He was talking about how 
the idea and notion for this Batman is that the rogues gallery erupts around him rather than existing before him. Mm-hmm. Those characters that are like in the world, like Penguin in this movie has been in operation for a long time, Falcone and all that. But like his genuine like rogues gallery of like Riddler and Joker, they don't declare themselves yet is mm-hmm. what he kept on saying. Like they're not declared until they have the inspiration of the Batman yeah. to like declare themselves as something that is like... Lock for lack. I I really like that element. We'll, we'll get into it in the spoilers, but I think that's one of the cooler elements of like, it's a causality, right? Yeah. Like somebody decides to uh, take the law into their own hands, dress up as a scary gorilla Batman and beat the shit out of people. It's going to inspire people the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it, that, that's a cool I, message. I mean, you even see the way that like... Paul Dano's take on the Riddler is inspired by the Batman and what yeah. he does, right? He almost says that, like, they're kind of yin and yang in a way, like, that they inspire each other, that they should continue each other's work in a way. I guess, uh, what do we do first? We gotta jump into the high level? The high level of Matt Reeves' The Batman? No, I think, think what we need to do is we need to shine the bat signal yeah. of our typewriter for new listeners and let them know who we are, right? Because like, There's no new listeners. What are you talking <laughs> there's about? There's new listeners. There's never new Guys, listeners. if you didn't know, we're The Save Room. We're typically a video game podcast, but sometimes we do reviews about whatever the fuck we, we want to watch. Um, you can find us over at soundcloud.com slash The Save Room Show, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and everywhere else i don't know we're, we're available just just ask for us we'll just ask for us um, you can also find us in the twitchosphere kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb he's playing a lot of elden ring he's on episode six of tarnish tv maybe yeah, episode, episode seven, seven tonight, yeah. uh and you can find me over at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels i'm back i'm playing elden ring you're playing elden ring i played for six and a half hours last week and i'll probably do six and a half more tomorrow it's a great so. game man yeah it's a great game. i did like an eight hour stream yesterday that's when my voice is fucking uh Battinson right now. I'm all I'm vengeance. I'm I'm the tarnished. I'm tarnished. Look at me. Thank you, Miyazaki. <laughs> but yeah, that's who we are. I think we should get into the the the, the talk because the there, there's thing. so much to talk about uh, amongst the, the, the two hour fifty six runtime of this movie. Long movie, not yeah. the longest superhero movie of all time. That belongs to none other than Zack Schneider's Justice League. By the way. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. I thought that was Endgame. Nope. Endgame's not four hours. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> n- fuck. It's it, no. We it should was, say it was in theaters, dog. Oh, fuck. It was in theaters, dog. Yeah. It fucking showed up in HBO Max. It, yeah. No. That's the that was an afterthought, though. I know, but it's it is still and it was the also longest. divvied in like like chunks of like why do you episodes. Need, why do you need Marvel to win this one? Uh, why do you need them to win this one? Listen. There's going to be some slight Marvel bash in this one, okay. but I think just because of what Endgame was and because it was a three-hour movie that right. didn't feel three hours, right, like right. I'm going to give it that credit. You're going to give it that credit yeah. because it didn't feel like three yeah. hours? You know what felt like four hours? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Zack Schneider's Justice yeah. League. So Long we got to give it to him. He's the king, All baby. Right. I guess. So. He's out there. He's out there doing the work. <laughs> He should stop. He should stop doing the work because we're, yeah, I mean, gonna there's going to be some comparisons to his work with uh, Bat, I'm going to call him Batflick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and my disdain for that in this podcast. Well, speaking but, of yeah. uh, some DC shit, let's take a beat real quick. Before the movie, they decided to do like a 2022 DC movie advertisement. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little strange. So we got the Flash coming this year. He's got other Flashes mm-hmm. with him in that movie. Cool. Look. Well, they're doing like Flashpoint, right? Yeah, they're doing Flashpoint, and the rumor is it's going to be a big reset for, like, the mangled DCEU. God. Because, like, they don't know what to do with it anymore. They have to They lost, like, half it. the actors, <laughs> and, like, apparently they don't want Henry Cavill back for whatever reason. Yeah, because they keep on dicking him around, right? 
<laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, isn't it? And they got like these these conflicting projects. Like there's a Superman project for HBO uh, Max starring uh, Michael B. Jordan versus like no one knows if Man of Steel 2 is getting a sequel. So it's all wild. So Flashpoint might just be like, fuck this universe and destroy it. What a mess. I know. What, what, a, mess. what a mess of like, hey, we have to reboot it within the, the first, what, six years yeah it hasn't even been that long that the dcu has been a thing and then Better fail fast let me tell you what then then go down the route of uh, losing all your money on shit that people do not want to see well and then that and then on uh also doing like solo character piece movies that mm-hmm. don't really tie into like the With greater no connection of it yeah which is yeah weird. so this batman universe is its own shared universe where they're gonna do <laughs> spinoff projects but they do not tie into the justice league and they do not tie into uh what the black adam movie that's coming out or the mm-hmm. flat like none of it ties okay none so of we're, it ties. we're potentially looking at like another nolan type run mm-hmm. like a like a reeves trilogy yeah just like a bubble unto itself and i think it's absolutely necessary because this movie would just be fucking dumb if it mm-hmm. tried to like reconcile what's going on in the dceu or whatnot or or act like it's a prequel to the bat fleck that we've seen you know like in 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 previous movies so like i'm glad that this is like all right yeah yeah, yeah. no no no. this is the batman it's its thing deal with it Mm -hmm. that's how we are there you go an interesting thing about this movie while we're kind of still like not even talking about the plot or our our, uh, thoughts on it but or his nipples or his nipples oh were you paying attention to the nipples? They kept on trying to hide his shirtlessness. They only yeah. gave us one good shot of Robert Pattinson shirtless. And I and I had heard that he wasn't really focused on working out. Yeah, he looked kind of lanky. Like during... He had some abs, but a little lanky otherwise. Yeah, just a lanky dude. Lanky dude. Yeah. And it doesn't help that he walked around like Jack Skellington half the time. Just ambulating like <laughs> this <was> weird <laughs> fucking creep. Um, but yeah, so, so AMC for this movie in particular is charging more. Uh, in the box office. Fuck. I think I think it's part of like a new initiative uh, for, to for, not go bankrupt. For, for AMC and then maybe superhero movies because of how much they, they fucking bring in uh, revenue-wise. All right. So they're charging a, a bit more, I think like $16 for tickets for this versus like standard price, which is... Okay. I'd be interested to see if this is a way that like continues forward, if there's a lot of consumer pushback on it. Um Hmm. So there's that, and then looks like Spider-Man uh, No Way Home taught uh, theaters the wrong lesson. They're like, well, the only thing that can get these fuckers to say I f- I don't know what COVID is is a superhero movie. So mm-hmm. they're like, jack up the goddamn price on yeah. those tickets. It's 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 completely obvious. And let me tell you, yeah, this is a, a movie experience and like opening weekend experience where we probably caught covid from it yeah we got it right now we got it right now right here and then it is coming to streaming i think in like 45 days so that is, is that is something where yeah if you don't want to like risk the the fucking hazards of like any fucking variants okay this is a movie i can't wait to watch again i don't know if i go back to theaters for it because mm-hmm. theaters are weird um like it was like a like a little like too crowded for my comfort mm-hmm. like in that theater and there's too many kids they were fucking talking for like the first like 10 minutes. Well, These kids were just fucking gabbing, 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 gabbing. And they were sitting in our seats. They were sitting in our seats. Yeah. Caused an altercation. I almost got into a bat fight with this fucking dude and his girlfriend right. where he's like, hey man, you're sitting, you're sitting in my seat. He you was sitting in, like that. He huh? was sitting in the, in the wings of the aisle. I could tell they were assessing oh, for like two minutes of like, 
is this the right row? They were doing counts and whatnot. They, they were. Yeah. They literally were doing counts. Yeah. I could I could feel it on the side of my head because I was being super They thought we were the fuckers. So no, no, what happened was that there was three kids in the middle. Yeah. And like when we sat, like you told me, like our seats are, to memorize, it's H9 and H10. I did, yeah. Okay? There's a lot to put on you. And I looked at H10 and I was just like, there's a kid in that seat. And like you you kind of looked confused for a second, but you're like, fuck it. I, you just Yeah, because there was nobody sitting in our seat. So I was like, okay. Or sitting in the next two seats. Yeah. I was like, maybe we could pull this off if nobody yeah. else comes. No, it was one kid who wanted to be with his other two friends and he his head was on a swivel he was looking around knowing that like somebody's gonna come and like kick him out well, not knowing that he was sitting in my seat have you right ever been there him. have you ever been that kid have you ever been that kid like knowingly sitting in like a seat that is probably reserved uh i don't think so i definitely tried to sneak into a showing of house of the dead when i was like 12 mm-hmm. and got fucking kicked out like immediately because i wasn't like of age yeah that i think that Whatever was my thing too yeah um, I guess it was different back in the day when we were sneaking into theaters, right? Because I don't remember assigned seats no, back in my theaters. There wasn't, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, if you weren't 17, you couldn't see an R movie, so you would sneak in, and sometimes it would be like a packed theater. Yeah. Like, I remember doing that for Kill Bill, oh. uh, and that was a packed theater, and yeah, people were fucking flashlighting the aisles, those fucking, uh, what do they call them, ushers? Movie theater ushers? Yeah, we, like, hey, is, is somebody sitting here who should be sitting here? Yeah, yeah. Was, they, they'll come at you and they'll, they'll beat you with that baton. Yeah. Okay. But so, and then it burns. It's so hot. We got confronted and then we turned and kind of confronted the fucking weird. Oh, I was head. just straight up like, oh yeah, this is my seat. I don't know who this is. <laughs> and he got up immediately. Like, yeah. he didn't start a fight. He knew. He knew he was in the wrong. I'm glad that he wasn't like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Because I would have busted out the fucking phone and been like, can you read, bitch? Yeah. You would have <laughs> grabbed my phone. and just, Yeah, I would have grabbed your phone. I would have slapped him with your phone. It's big. Another thing about the theater experience was, Mm. I think we've been removed from seeing movies with a regular cadence, especially on like opening night or weekend, because it's just like, the risk, right? Um, What risk are you talking about? But (laughs) there's so much I could say, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Yeah, so the kind of like group theater going experience of people reacting to things together, clapping, laughing, just being loud... There were parts of it that like kind of annoyed me where I'm like, I know people are trying to have fun with this, but like they're clapping at the oh. wrong parts or like yelling between Zoe Kravitz and Pattinson, kiss, fuck, yeah. fuck each other, yeah. look at pussy. And I'm I just like, no. I didn't hear, I didn't hear the rest of those <laughs> yeah. necessarily. I don't, I don't remember. Meet her out. And I'm just like, whoa. Come Meet down. her out. What are you doing? <laughs> this is a PG-13 movie. What are you doing? What are you showing me? <laughs> Why do you keep the bottom side of your mask open if you're not going to eat her out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I heard like you know there was yeah. a whole uh, thing where who who was it that said that Batman doesn't go down? Oh, um, <laughs> that was a part of the the uh, Harley Quinn show where yeah. there's a joke about him going down in Catwoman, uh-huh. and they said like Nah, this is a bit too far, <laughs> and then it became like a thing online. Yeah. yeah, I think this Batman would go down, and I think it would be because he's so <laughs> into that version of a uh, uh, selena kyle i think you're right but he yeah. also wouldn't close his eyes at all while going down <laughs> he'd be super eyes yeah open. and he'd be playing nirvana and he wouldn't blink <laughs> he doesn't blink in this movie well we hey let's get into the let's high get, level impressions. Right, let's talk right, high, high level, high level impression of this stuff so i think um i i, I want to see it again and i'm probably gonna see it a couple more times when it comes out like on streaming mm-hmm. or or on vhs if you will uh, the double VHS because it's three hours, you know, mm. just like Titanic back in the day. If they come out with like a special edition steelbook for this, like I'm yeah. gonna be all over it. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I want to pick up uh, the movie. 
this is probably, I'm going to say it, my favorite interpretation of Batman on screen. Mm-hmm. I like it more than, don't get me wrong, I, I, I like the Nolan movies a lot, especially Dark Knight. I just was never in love with Christian Bale's kind of performance as Batman. It leaned too heavily into Bruce Wayne, who wasn't an interesting character in those movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was very, um, I don't know, just kind of onerous. Like, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't enough there for me, right? And Do you not relate to billionaire playboys? Do I not relate to them? Yeah. No, no. I cuck for them, though. I definitely want to, and I defend them from anybody that could criticize them. Fair enough. Okay? Because in the back of my head, I think, well, one day that could be me. I'm not taking any steps to become a billionaire, Mm -hmm. and I also don't have the same uh, familial, uh, how would you say, advantages as most of these billionaires (laughs) have, because they're born to billions. Sure. But uh, I I will fight somebody on Twitter. If you say anything about Elon Musk, I will go crazy, go loco. Anyway, <laughs> no, I don't know. I just like I, I just found his um, his situation just a little bland, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, his version of Batman, there's a few silly things, right? Like the voice we always talk about. We always talk about his quivering upper lip yeah. that is uncontrollable. <laughs> Whereas there's a lot less of the upper lip quivering, but I, I do it's feel a, like there are scenes where Pattinson is holding it up in a similar snarl to be it, intimidating yeah. or do the uh, or elicit that uh, bail Batman, which is weird. Yeah, but. you have to like overact with the bottom of your face. That mm-hmm. must be like a difficult thing where it's like, oh, your expressions aren't being seen. Mm-hmm. by like the mask or the cow right so you got to just make sure you got a quiver going on yeah maybe show a fang <laughs> you know it, it's interesting because like the the batman movies up to that point up to like what 2005 when batman begins came out mm-hmm. were kind of just all over the place right like you start mm-hmm. with adam west then you go into the fucking like tim burton fields and then you got all these other takes and iterations and like there was never really any like tonal consistency. I, I guess the burton ones kind of did this gotham gothic fantasy feel. yeah yeah, yeah. They, they side by side they fit each yeah. other very much but it's like it's weird and it, you know it's funny people thought that that was like a really dark and gritty take on batman and now if you watch it it's like super campy yeah like it's campy to me right yeah i watched returns over the holidays because it's a it's a christmas movie for sure oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i'm just like this is silly it's a silly movie yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, like i think there's a bunch of dudes that are like ice skating like bad guys that are like ice skating at yep. you and i'm just like man we we get back to the ice skating with like batman and robin don't we mm-hmm. So, I mean, we see the balance of, I guess, yeah, the, there's always, like, two performances that these people have to... Uh, manage, these, yeah. Yeah, have to, to manage, right? And uh, it's always interesting to see, like, oh, you know, who will manage it best, right? The the Bruce Wayne or the Batman. I always found that I, I was intrigued by uh, Bale's Batman, and especially because I like the way his his Batman Begins Year One kind of, like, a rise happens, right? Like, I love his, his beats with uh, Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows and, like, how he kind of comes into his own. Um, and I think he has an interesting dynamic with a lot of people as Bruce Wayne. Mm. Um, I think <clears throat> Rises kind of miffs a little bit of it because it's like he's eight years like out of the game and he's he's kind of turned his back on the world a little mm. bit. And I don't know that I like that. And then his Batman, like, I just feel like although he, I don't know, it's tough because I didn't feel like he was always super dynamic as Batman, the character. Um, it was always against like who he was being mirrored with, right? And it's like sometimes mm. Batman is as great as his pairing villains, right? Like I think him against uh, Ra's al Ghul and uh, Joker and Bane are like they're they're interesting dynamics. Um, whereas 
him on his own, he always felt like kind of like a stiff Batman. And yeah, the, yeah. the ADR stuff never really helped. No, it didn't. Um, no, it didn't. But yeah, Pattinson, it's he's interesting, right? Because we talked mm. about it. He's kind of a really creepy he's a reckless Bruce Wayne yeah he's, that, he's that's an interesting take that um Matt Reeves kept on talking about how he viewed him as being kind of like uh Kurt Cobain in a lot of ways where the dude just <laughs> yeah. did not care for fame but he loved music and he just kind of shied away from the public image and he thought to himself like what if Batman were kind of like that where he's like he doesn't embrace being Bruce Wayne because he's uncomfortable as Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne he wants to throw that aside yeah he wants to be the Batman because the Batman is his therapy. Mm-hmm. It is it is his way of approaching his pro- his trauma. And I love that this interpretation of Batman, like, he's a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, he's obsessive. He's a weirdo. He has odd interactions with people. Very odd. He's very distanced from things. But you can tell, like, he, like it, they almost uh, interpret him to have something like ADHD. Mm-hmm. We have, like, one scene of him where he's, like, analyzing crime scene evidence and blasting Nirvana mm-hmm. and fucking has the news on at the same time. I'm just like, this dude's doing ADHD stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like You, you get the sense that, that he's very, like, introspective and neurodivergent. In a way right. i was like i couldn't put my finger on it but then when you said adhd i was like oh yeah that actually makes sense yeah so like he's he has this like wall of like stimulation happening to him and that's when he can think and focus and i was mm-hmm. like oh shit this is interesting yeah like so we're, we're leading into the things where it's like he has like an obsessive compulsive disorder when it comes to vigilanteism which is interesting and i and that that interpretation shows up in the comics every now and again whenever they do like a character deep dive like who is this person and who would be crazy enough to like go up against you know the mafia of gotham and Mm -hmm. this is these are the answers yeah so i really i really like that like like he's a fucked up dude and he's really driven and he's scary a little bit Mm -hmm. like we're introduced to him in a very scary way and i think it's one of the most like solid proofs of concept for uh, the Batman is a character, which is it is there's crime in Gotham in the opening, and you see the bat signal in the sky, and it genuinely strikes terror into the criminal element's yeah. hearts. You see they're, people running like when it goes at, up. <laughs> yeah, there's these cool shots where they're looking at shadows and like focusing on it, and it's in their head thinking like Batman could be in any shadow, mm-hmm. and Batman's like I am the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 fucking cool. Yeah, we didn't really get that too much with the last two iterations of batman like i think there are moments played with fear but it was just like get over being afraid of bats bruce yeah well no i remember so like batman begins maybe it was either begins or dark knight where um he he's coming up on this like shipping cargo area and yeah scarecrow is like he's coming and like everybody's like really scared and you get a few other elements where he's like intimidating like mobsters and stuff and like, I'm not afraid to drop you from a building situations, right? And then I feel like Snyder's version of, of Batman tried to go too hard with it without even justifying it. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, we're going to show him killing people. I feel like this is the this is what Snyder wanted to do, but didn't earn it quite right. Didn't Didn't earn it, didn't know how to write it yeah. <laughs> correctly, and didn't know how to stay his fucking hand. Because that, that dude, like, will launch nukes when it comes to subtlety. <sighs> <laughs> he has none. It's, he knows nothing of subtlety and he knows nothing of uh, subtext. Not at all. But, so, so this movie is fucking really, really cool in that regard that it's mm. um, a very grounded take. It's a very tense movie, too. Yes. Like, overall, like, it, it, but not tense in the way that Joker felt tense, where mm. I felt like, man, I don't, I don't want to see what happens next. It's like, no, it, it's tense in that the stakes are just genuinely high and grounded at the same time. Mm. People are dying. 
Like we there's, start, a, there's a high the body count in we, this movie. Yeah, we start with a murder as the opening scene of this film, and it's just like, yo, you're in for a neo-noir crime detective story. Mm-hmm. You're not in for Batman fighting aliens or making jokes with a flash. You are in Thank for God. the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I love that approach of it because like it is such a, a refreshing thing to see, right? Like we finally get a take of Batman being a detective, where it's like I feel like, especially in the recent movies, he relied way too much on his tech. Yeah, and, he was like Bond uh, and, and Lucius, where it's like, oh yeah, okay, you're just you're buying your way into solutions. Where it's like, it's cool to see him and like him and Gordon and the supporting cast like solve things kind of together with the audience. Yeah, do uh, detective work. Yeah, do detective work. Right, the great detective comics. Yeah. It's here, um, mixed with that really dark, consistent tone, which I love. It's super consistent from start to end. Yeah, um, and it's attention. a little crowy. The yeah, movie crowy. has a little bit of the crow to it. And in, in a lot uh, of ways. it it feels like it, people are going to draw a lot of comparisons to like David Fincher's Seven, um, just in the way that it feels like a suspenseful like murder thriller. Yeah, that's fair. And and I'll give it that. I think um, it's a little different because like we know who is setting up the pawns in the background. Like we know it's Riddler doing all the stuff, right? Whereas like we don't really know who John Doe is in Seven, so it's a different like take. But still, like it's interesting to see this dark like noir crime thriller it's not too over the top until it is in like the last act yeah although (laughs) i feel like it earned its last act yeah i i think it did because it was just like ooh, we've escalated by a bunch Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is cool to me so you you were saying you know this is like your favorite batman your favorite is it your favorite bruce wayne as well um that's interesting because there's minimal Bruce Wayne in this movie. And that yeah. was something that I actually found really exciting. Whereas I feel like the Nolan movies, you get a little bit of him in the bat suit and then it's a bunch of like Christian Bale rocket, like talking to, I don't know, what's the Holmes girl, Katie Holmes. Yeah. Through the side of her mouth. Rachel. And then Rachel, Rachel, where's Rachel? <laughs> you know, like we got too much fucking like Bruce Wayne's life and his cast of characters mm-hmm. versus like, what is the Batman? This movie, you're going to get a lot of the Batman. He's in that suit for like 70% of this film. I'm going to say right now, I think that's my favorite bat suit. Oh, that bat suit really is cool. hot. It's interesting because it's like, it feels like a a, a very armored, uh, menacing design. I like the look at the yeah. cowl. Like, so torso up, it feels like really like cool, high tech armored Batman. And then you go from the waist down. It's like, he looks like he's wearing like utility pants and boots. Yeah. He is. <laughs> which is interesting. Cause he's waging guerrilla warfare yeah. against Gotham. I like this year two interpretation where it's like, he's not going to have like his best gear or he's still roughing it. Like he's wearing a fucking backpack, like with his mm-hmm. suit around in the day. I thought that was cool. By the way, when he's doing Batman work in the day, he doesn't, wear the suit he Mm -hmm. wears like like a motorcycle helmet or anything to like get through yeah but he's still doing batman work which i found really interesting like there there's no duality of his of his like alter ego and the movie very correctly surmises that your real face the real you is batman Mm -hmm. bruce wayne is like this kind of facade that you don't you're not even interested being yeah which i thought was like fuck yeah i like this because it's not like spider-man where it's like a Spider-Man story is a Peter Parker story. It's mm-hmm. synonymous. Yeah. Because he's always Peter Parker. He just happens to be wearing a suit sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Batman's different. Batman is struggling to hide who he actually is, mm-hmm. which is the Bat. <laughs> there are a few moments in the movie where characters play with the idea of maybe, like, 
unmasking him or mm. maybe knowing who he is. And then it's like, no, his identity is like secured the entire time, which is interesting. Yeah, there's like a thread <laughs> of that in the film. And I thought that was interesting because he, he was just like, well, this could all be over. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like he would have just kept on operating as a Batman nonetheless, mm-hmm. even if people knew that he was Bruce Wayne, because that personal life never mattered to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's the interesting thing. But then you get like a turn later on and yeah. we'll get into the spoils. So the I guess spoils. to do, do some last minute high level impressions, um, I, I love this movie. I, I came out of it pretty, uh, with a pretty great. good impression. I don't know where it sits for me because I really <laughs> do like Batman Begins and, and Dark Knight is still probably like one of my favorite comic book movies. Mm. Uh, blemishes and all because that is a very tonally inconsistent movie and there's some plot points and characters that really don't make sense yeah but the core of it like the the joker batman and then two-faced dynamic is so strong yeah and profound at times uh, it feels wanky to say that but like it just it sticks with me fucking 14 years later i i'm impressed with it right it's got some of the most lingering effective shots i've seen in a movie um, whether in fight scenes or like overhead shots or just playing with darkness and, and reds and, and really subdued coloring. Um, and then the score just fucking like elevates it too, right? Like you've been fucking pounding the theme weekend and it's just, it's effective. Like there, there's moments where the score kicks in and it like shakes the theater yeah anyways. elevates the uh, whole experience dude. yeah and like just the the sound mixing in totality right like i think of of the scene with the the batmobile and when it kicks in the high gear and it fucking rumbles and you're shaking oh, with it it's yeah it's really good matt matt reeves and and the team really outdid themselves on this one and the cast is fucking stellar like i think there's yeah. maybe a few performances like that didn't quite fully hit peak hype for me but like across the board there's so many good takes and performances that like mm-hmm. i was satisfied with it yeah so yeah i think overall it, it <laughs> i think if i give it a little bit of time this will this will easily become my favorite batman movie sure like i think that that that's fair like and i love the dark knight i'm just again i was never really there for christian bale's interpretation of batman mm-hmm. i feel the same about like the old spider-man films where it was like i never really liked toby Maguire <laughs> yeah. as spider-man but like i respect the movies i almost feel that way towards the nolan trilogy this one they finally got a batman that i can really really truck with but it feels like there's other elements that are a little rockier right like you said some of the casting or not not even the casting some of the performances mm-hmm. are like i don't think gordon ever really got a true moment to shine for as much gordon as there mm-hmm. is in this film and jeffrey wright does a great job it's just i don't know if we had the same highs as like gary oldman got throughout the the, the other trilogy i mean we got a whole arc with gary oldman we did like... and this movie doesn't really quite like give gordon like that thing that i think would have really helped right well, he's not yet like the commissioner right no like, i he's... don't think he's a commissioner in this okay i think he's just like a lieutenant or mm-hmm. beat cop but okay. people respect him you know and then i'm not there for paul dano i gotta tell you like mm. i'm halfway yeah i'm halfway but then he just goes a little too over the top in that you could tell he's trying to just skirt away from the heath ledger joker comparisons mm-hmm. but he just goes into this unbelievable state for a character that should be a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. i know he's the riddler but it's like <laughs> what they do with him and how they use him the the whole fucking like <laughs> uh QAnon vibes that they play with the character oh yeah i wasn't expecting that yeah, like he just goes a little too operatic with some of his shit where he actually like he, he does the the quavering voice. Who is the bat? Like it's just yeah. like stop, dude, stop. I, I think I liked him most when he was in the mask. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't quite know him yet. He he there's a riveting performance where like he uh in the last hour 
um, where like he ends up getting caught in a way. And uh, I thought that like him giving himself up was really cool. But then like you get this confrontation later on where I'm just like, you were doing, you're fucking going crazy with the theatrics right now. The fucking Ave Maria bit. I'm just like too much. I'm just like, all right. All right. And then I, I like, I get it. Like you're trying to like Didn't really start with Ave Maria actually. It might have. Yeah, it I remember it starting with like an old classic. It doesn't even give you a moment with the title card. It goes, the Batman, and then you're in it. <laughs> I'm going to say, I wish they held it a, yeah. a little while longer because it. it's a really cool like imposition on the screen I with know. the lettering and everything. But yeah, he, he was he was good across the board, great at times. He was good until he wasn't, times. honestly. Yeah, um, because he was trying to do so much with it, right? Yeah. And uh, he's a character that we feel half the time more than we see, which I got, is interesting. I got bad comparisons. Like the, I got the vibes of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor out of this performance. Oh, ooh, Where I was just like, oh, no, nowhere near that yeah. fucking egregious. But like the fact that I got the vibe was just like, ah, they should have like maybe subdued it a bit more to like throw some menace because mm-hmm. i feel like the riddler throws away his menace like a little too early mm-hmm. you know for, for the movie to what, be effective what's too early in a three-hour movie though true like, like i think we finally get the reveal like two hours in yeah uh and you're like holy shit there's still an hour of this movie left yeah it's crazy but <laughs> I, I like what they do they they how the how they use the character in the in the writing it's just the performance wasn't there mm-hmm. and there's other things that like you know don't quite click but overall though I was just really enchanted by how dark this movie is mm-hmm. and how it holds on its moments. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't the editing does not like flip away to something else. It goes, no, no, no. We're gonna hold with this scene for maybe even a little longer <laughs> than what is like any other like director would do. Yeah. But it like sells its point. Mm-hmm. Like it grounds everything by like holding on these kind of fearsome moments. And the really cool thing about this movie is that there's so much like horror to it. Mm-hmm. It's a very like horrific film. Even in the Batman, the Batman himself is like a horror entity. Like he is played up like a monster in the dark, which mm-hmm. I found really, really refreshing and interesting. Mm-hmm. And then like when he has to be in these moments of like, I'm gonna walk through this crime scene and have like the, all the cops stare at me and stuff. It's just like really like he's like an alien in there. It's world. so alien, but yeah. so interesting. And the way that he acts too, where he's like as if it doesn't fucking matter to him, mm-hmm. like how people are looking at him. Like, he is focused on the crime. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. I, I like this movie. I adore it. I totally recommend it. Yeah, I, yeah. I without a doubt, I, I would highly recommend it as well. Um, strap in for it. Like, you know, it's a long, long movie. I would say, like, yeah, it kept me on the edge of my seat, but different than most movies did, where I was just more curious to know, like, what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a point where I stopped guessing what was going to happen next. I'm like, just let me be on this ride let this movie take me where it wants to go because matt reeves had a very deliberate uh vision with it and yeah to your point like if, if it being kind of horror inspired at times like i see that in some of his other work right like i see it in the the planet of the apes movies that he did um and even some of cloverfield where it's like you play with these like oh definitely cloverfield, yeah. these horistic uh Horistic. Horistic. Uh, horror. <laughs> horrific imagery, right? And uh, When I get a little wine in me, I get a little horror. I get a little horistic. I get a little spready ready, you know? I gotta get some wine for tonight. I wanna yeah. have a whiny Sunday. Yeah, what are you gonna do tonight? I might stream. I don't know. Of course. Of it's course. a sickness. Yeah, it is a sickness. When you Well, when, when the Daniel's away, the cat's gotta stream. That's true. <laughs> Meow. Well, with that, let's get into some spoiler talk. Let's, let's spoil it up. So here, I wanna, I wanna say this, and we alluded to it before. I really like the idea that the Riddler became the Riddler because he took the example of the Batman Mm -hmm. who's out there like doing his thing, striking fear into the criminal element and thinks to himself, 
Oh, he's trying to tell me that we should be doing this all the time. We should we should be going after the corruption and killing it and stuffing it out mm-hmm. and not realizing that the Batman has one rule. Like he the Batman exists because he relives that fucking crime that took his parents away like every day of his life. You what, know? What do you think because, like, okay, this movie is not a traditional Batman origin story. We no. don't get the tired crime alley beats. We don't get the, don't, the you, shot of no him shot, being yeah. outside of, like, you know, sh- the Shrek movie in 2001 yeah. no. at the theater. Like, <laughs> no Martha Pearls. It could have been Fast and the Furious. Could have been Fast and the Furious. Given that they died, like, yeah. June-ish, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that. Yeah. Um, could have been a, a second-year release of uh, Steven Spielberg's AI. Could have been anything, right? Oh! Jude Law was supposed to play... Uh, <laughs> Superman back in the day, by oh. the way. Yeah, yeah. Alongside oh. Colin Farrell's Batman. When they first were Jesus. doing Yeah, when they first were trying to film Batman v Superman back in O two, they they were talking about Colin Farrell being Batman. So it's interesting that he's the penguin in this one. Who that, I re- I read the IMDB trivia. Okay, section. interesting. No, that, that's good trivia. <laughs> um where was I going with that? Um, oh yeah, so it's interesting. The media resness of it. Yeah, it's uh, that we don't get that uh crime alley version of it and we get kind of a I like the way they dole out, like, what happened with his parents, with Thomas and Martha. But I, I'm interested to know, like, what was his kicking point, like, his kickoff point into becoming Batman in this movie, right? Mm. Like, what really inspired it? Was it just because, like, he grew up in his ivory Wayne Manor in the sky looking down and decided the city needed reform? Mm-hmm. You know, was he that impacted by the fact that, like, his parents got shot obviously right that's always going to be the thing that like yeah. carries his uh his motivations but. this movie is interesting in that it doesn't show you that it doesn't yeah. show you the moment of like oh i'm gonna don the cowl like they don't show you flashbacks or nothing mm-hmm. you are in year two he's been doing this this is what he's doing and they really see in brilliant ways what happened to him in his past because there's a similar like the first murder in the movie mm-hmm. uh there's an orphan there's a kid that's left an orphan because of that and he, he sees that kid and then holds on this like again an uncomfortable shot where he's just like staring <laughs> at this yeah. kid as Batman but like you can tell it's like oh that's fucking affecting him mm-hmm. right and that, that that's what's fucking him up that opening scene too like kind of fucked with me where I'm like maybe I'm dumb but like is this supposed to be the yes. Waynes yeah and maybe that was deliberate it was and it then, was, yeah. then you find out oh it's a completely different family with the mayor I had the I same thought, was, thought where I was just like was cool. oh because Thomas Wayne is a politician yeah uh that was you know running for mayor when he died and you, you like it does that little like fake out where it's like no no no, no. this is like different people well they're even talking they haven't mentioned wayne on the mm-hmm. tv where it's like oh okay maybe that's him so yeah. i'm glad it ended up being something different and it was uh, subverted because i thought that was that was cool there's a lot of yeah. subversions of expectations i like that and i like sure. that and I, I i think it it smartly picks up on what spider-man homecoming did which is like we mm-hmm. don't need another fucking origin story you know who this person <laughs> is right yeah like let's tell you a story that de- that does define him in a way but it's not an origin story mm-hmm. and i thought that was cool about this where you, you actually start with he is a fucking fearsome predator that is darkness. Gotham doesn't trust him. The mm-hmm. police don't trust him. Like normal, like when he saves somebody at the beginning of the movie, that dude looks up at him and goes, please don't hurt me. Yeah. Because to them, they don't think Batman's the hero. They think this fucked up dude wearing this fucking like power armor mm-hmm. just broke everyone's arm. Like 17 guys' yeah. arms got shot twice in the chest and then just looked over at me wordlessly. Yep. Like Batman doesn't explain himself. He doesn't de- like it's. I love this performance, by the way, by mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, where he is just like, it's almost like he's having an out of body experience when he's the Batman. Did you think he could do it? Because I know there oh, was a lot of yeah, like uh, I think conjecture so, yes. of like you know where he came from, and I always hate that argument of like oh he came from Twilight, 
he, he's not like a elevated actor. It's like, let's stop even thinking that Batman is such a prestige elevated role. It's a fucking superhero movie, right? He, he got this role because of his performance in Good Time. Yeah? Like, okay. he, he really fucking landed, like, apparently had, like, a lot of, like, uh, ferocity in that role that mm. Matt Reeves was just, like, he started writing the script with Robert in mind. Interesting. <clears throat> I haven't seen him in much, unfortunately, and I didn't see um, that Eggers film, fucking The Lighthouse. He's really yeah. good in that. Yeah, like, all these films that I, like, he, there's another movie that I really like called The Rover mm-hmm. um, that he's in, too, where I was just like, this dude can do, like, any role. Yeah, I know him from his early days where he was still coming into it, right? Like, I know him as Cedric Diggory from yeah, Harry Potter, yeah. and I know him as the, as the Cullen boy, right? The, he can the... never get away from WB, I guess, huh? No. <laughs> they, there's got to be something where, like, they own his soul. Yeah, because he's in Tenet as well. He was in Tenet. He was super blonde in Tenet. He was why. good in yeah. Tenet. He was good even though Tenet. I did not like Tenet. I did not like that movie either, but I liked him in Tenet. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's when he got the role, and he had to hide it from Chris Nolan. But Chris, like, he knew. Uh, he knew that he was auditioning for Batman, because he was like, I know they're making another one, uh, and I know where you're going today. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, physique-wise, uh, history-wise, I'm just like, I don't... Like, he doesn't immediately fit the bill. He's a white dude, so, yeah, they could literally cast, like, any white, like, brown-haired dude well, as Apparently Batman. Daniel's... <laughs> Your, your requirement is that a white dude is the Batman. No, I mean, I would love to see a fucking black Batman. Like, you yeah. know, fucking put Idris Elba in the role. Make a make an Idris Batman. That'd be super dope. You could do, like, a late-stage Batman that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what they're trying to do with Batfleck. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like that, he's grizzled. Um, yeah, definitely. But, um, and you would fill out that suit. God damn. Yeah, I wasn't too worried about him per se i was worried about some of the the leading hype into it where it's like it's dark it's broody it's it's fucking if uh, if matt reeves listened to mcr the entire time yeah. and got into his emo phase and i'm like okay because like we've seen emo superheroes before we've seen fucking emo peter parker you know spite fest uh and i didn't want it to be that and i'm glad it wasn't right and i, I think it. i think he meets the the tone of the movie perfectly um, and his performance only gets better the more we're with him. And I like that it starts as him being this like kind of stoic, unreadable uh, venge machine into becoming a hero at the end, which is a really cool arc to see, right? This is the story of yeah. him becoming Gotham's hero, right? Yeah, unexpectedly being an icon of hope in yeah. like the city's darkest hour, which is like such a really like it's at the end of the film, right? Like um, Riddler's plan comes into fruition. And I got to tell you, there is some... This movie is not just like a post 9-11 analog. It has fucking uh, mass shootings. Mm-hmm. It's got um, a little bit of that white supremacy a kind of bit. vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, with the QAnon stuff. Yeah, because like the Riddler inspires an entire group of like disaffected white men to to carry up rifles in order to gun mm-hmm. down a bunch of people in, in Gotham Square Garden. I laughed at that, by the that, way. That reveal where like... I didn't laugh at the shooting part. I laughed at the fucking, the fact that there's a Gotham Square yeah. Garden. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, what, Gotham's always been kind of alluded to as like a version of New York. Yeah, it's, it's New York-y. Yeah. It's New York-y. Yeah, the, the, man, the trajectory of like what Riddler is doing and the way they play with it. I, we talked about it in the pre-roll for the episode and a bunch where it's like, the, these superhero movies are always going to be like this post 9-11 inspired thing, right? right. It's like, because we're always going to be like, there's no way to make a pre-9-11 movie yeah, at this point. Right? Like, <laughs> you have to play into weird things like uh, natural disaster-based fears and terrorist-based fears. This right? one does all of it. Yeah. Like, 
and it does all of it in literally one act, yeah. which is like a lot on the mind. I, I like the kind of scoping of Riddler's killings and how mm-hmm. we eventually get there, right? Because like we the opening scene where he kills the mayor, really visceral, really gruesome. Um, I, I know to use blood. Yeah, I know you're saying you wish it was a rated R movie. Cutaways, because yeah. like because you have a few parts where people get like mortally wounded, but mm-hmm. you're not sure if they're dead immediately because yeah. this movie does the thing where they cut away from like death and instead it's like oh no no i just took a bullet to the to the rib that's fine that's mm-hmm. where bullets go <laughs> and you're like oh okay well this guy got bludgeoned and mm. he woke up yeah so there's like I, I needed to know like when that fucking little like shovel that he uses to kill people like actually kills a dude mm-hmm. it's like just show me it connect a little bit give me the r-rated yeah. cut of the batman a pool, a pool of blood anything yeah this movie feels like it could be r they even drop an f-bomb real early mm-hmm um and that's why people are like is this rated r and like no it's not the batman's not gonna fucking like get like shot in the mouth or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) he's like get shot in the mouth yeah he got shot a bunch though he got shot a bunch oh my god he got shot with shotguns talk about somebody that does not know how to avoid a bullet jesus or a bomb jesus oh yeah dude you ever see a batman want to take a bomb blast that bad i've never seen a suicidal batman in a movie before (laughs) and i gotta tell you this is the one (laughs) yeah yeah but uh yeah there's there's so much like uh First of all, I think Pattinson was super, super, super captivating whenever he was on screen, whether he was in the suit or out of the suit. But mm-hmm. when he's in the suit, there's like this menace to him, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't know what he's thinking or he's going to do. He's like one of the le- least emotive Batmans, but that's like the point. Yeah. like you, know? his, you said like he never blinks, but nope. like his eyes still tell such a story. He is scanning. And like that's the thing that I really find intimidating and interesting about Batman. Mm. Like there's this one part early on where he's in the cr- the crime scene and his eyes dart to like a blood splatter that one of the crime scene investigators didn't see and they start taking pictures of immediately yeah. and it's like this dude's already like 10 steps ahead of everyone in this room. That's how his brain works. I love the reveal too that he has these contacts that like record everything he sees mm. which i thought that was such a cool like new piece of technology we haven't seen in the movies before. yeah really subtle yeah. and then what he does is he like watches in the it morning watches them and journals about like everyone he saw like he'll even name everyone that he saw that yep. night and like link them into like this weaving story of an investigation and it's like mm. yo this is the detective well, the, the element that I've been missing. The tech does kind of like a ID scan too. So it'll name people like on, yeah. on screen, which is interesting. So yeah, like there, there's a cool part in the movie where he's like, yeah, I broke that guy's nose the other night. And like, he, like he references him a couple times mm-hmm. and he even asks like Catwoman and he's like, who is that to you? <laughs> like, it's really cool that he's, he's very like detail or oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Obsession. How did you feel about him kind of like parsing through some of like the crime scenes and the riddles and kind of like figuring it out? I wish I wish the uh, riddles were a little more clever. Like I wish there was a little bit more of involvement of like, oh, we're yeah. actually stumped because sure. the whole the whole El Rata La Rata shit was like the so dumbest dumb. thing in it the world. It was a very dumb plot beat. Because like it did it didn't feel like clever answers to it. Where it's like, oh, that's another way of saying pigeon. Like a stool pigeon, and somebody's like, "Do you mean a penguin?" And it's like, "Oh God!" Well, it's it's stupid because you have the world's greatest detective and yep. a fucking lieutenant, and neither of them can figure it out. Like they're acting as dumb as possible in that moment, trying to parse that one together. Yeah. Whereas, like some of the earlier ones, like I thought, like the, the first one, right, with the with the drive and then the thumb drive at the end, like that got a good laugh at. Yeah. A good laugh out of me, and I thought it was very clever. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think this movie needed a little bit more of Knives Out to it, where oh, the mystery is actually, like, clever, and yeah. the Mr. X 
Um, you feel smart for figuring out like some of the Mister X or whatnot mm-hmm. in that movie. It's it's I, I like the mystery in that one a lot. Now I want a Ryan Johnson Batman movie. Ryan John like well it would be in one house. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be great. Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah, that'd be sick. With but, Hugo Strange kind of like orchestrating it all. Fucking hell, that'd be yeah. a good one. That'd be a good one. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, it was cool. Him like watching him solve the mystery, but like uh, the actual riddles themselves are just kind of boring. I mean, mm-hmm. It's just like. Or the fact that they weren't even, like, um, things that you can answer overall, but they were very specific to, like, certain characters. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what, is, what does a rat do when it's uh, backed into a corner? Yeah. And Batman's like, you're the rat. You need to give up the rat. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Okay. Or, like, what, what does the liar do when he's dead? He lies still. He lies right? still. So I like that there was always, like, a riddle and then a card associated with it that mm-hmm. asked more questions and kind of pulled the answer out of Batman. And there's a lot of watching him slowly open cards. <laughs> addressed to and himself. And then I, my favorite thing is they always show other characters, so they have the information, too. Yeah. Like, there's, like, one scene of, like, check this out. Like, like it had, like, a Zodiac vibe to, yeah. like, that part of the investigation, which I really liked. Check this out. It's Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know we had that out here up, <laughs> but yeah I, I, I like that element i like seeing him be the detective mm-hmm. i also really liked um there's a few really standout scenes we both talked about this scene the bomb scene in the church yeah that's i think that's probably like my favorite moment of the movie it's such a fucking great because it starts with um him going to the funeral for the mayor mm-hmm. who was bludgeoned to death by the riddler thank yeah. you riddler with his fucking knapsack face and he goes as bruce wayne and it's mm-hmm. like this is, i feel like this is one of the moments where he comes out of being a recluse and is seen by the public right because like oh they he, act like it's a big deal yeah too. he's seen by falcone he's seen by uh a cobblepot uh yeah. the penguin uh, and the way they talk oh to him, God. too, is, is really good, where it's like, uh, Falcone goes, hey, this is Bruce Wayne, and, and uh, Cobblepot goes, oh, is that so? You know, as if, as if yeah. he's never seen him before in person. Exactly. Which is really interesting. Fucking Colin Farrell, too. Like, Dude, is Penguin? Like, he immersed so himself good. in this role. Like, the voice he's doing, the yeah. affectation, I was like, holy shit, I can't even tell that's Colin in there. Yeah. Like, he has a few moments where you're like, ah, I heard it, but... Otherwise, he does a perfect fucking, like, Jersey mobster vibe. It's yeah. so good. They sadly don't give him a lot to do in this no. movie. But, like, the scenes he's in, it's just, like, it's fun watching him, like, just play with the role. Yeah, and, like, he's really good. I was waiting to see if I could detect Colin Farrell underneath it. And there was one or two times where I'm like, ah, that's that's his voice for it's sure. Colin Farrell, but otherwise, um, nah. But yeah. Also, John Turturro is Falcone really yeah, fucking good really like, great and he's not only in the movie like a little bit but he's like the central figure when it comes to like the whole mafia mafioso mm-hmm. aspect to it yeah he, he's the main like driving wedge of the plot kind of at the core of it right uh, which is interesting to kind of uh, unravel but yeah that that um whole funeral scene too where like they're there they're just trying to like you know pay respect that the the mayor's son is there again so he does the lingering like Hey boy, he's looking at him really hard. Hey boy, a little too lingering. Like, hey, Pat, stop, stop that. Um, and then you hear a rumble off in the distance, and then this fucking this like uh, jeep. Van. It was like a, it was a, it was a, the the car that he SUV, actually whatever. that Colson was actually driving. Yeah, uh, this this politician dude, Colson. No, he was the the DA, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he was, like, strapped to the fucking car on the inside, has a bomb on his neck, yeah. and got fu- fucking this It comes crashing crash through. the pews like, and stuff, God. right? And the, what I loved was, like, even as Bruce Wayne, fucking, like, Robert Pattinson was not walking away from it. No. Like, he was just standing there, like, as close as possible to this mm. situation. No fear, no nothing. I love seeing that on his face. Mm-hmm. Of like, there's no like, oh, I'm worried, or oh my god, what's happening? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, you only really <laughs> get those so stoic. those moments of, of vulnerability 
later on when he right. like gets super invested with uh, Selena Kyle, played by Zoe Kravitz, which we'll we'll talk about that at length. But yeah, it's it's cool to see him like just kind of be unwavering, right? Like mm. where they lock down the scene, get the police there, he disappears and then comes back. He emerges from like the side of the fucking church from the as shadows Batman. as Batman, yeah. and people are like, oh my god, like what, should we shoot him down? And and then Gord's like, no, nah, no, nah, let him do. His yeah, they thing. don't know what to do. They're like, let him be, let him figure this out. And he's like walking in on like this. <laughs> this bomb situation right and it was such a fucking powerful scene this yeah. dude does not walk away from this dude the entire time like when the guy finally explodes and batman's like still like a foot away from him mm-hmm. and gets blasted backward oh my god that leads to one of my other favorite scenes by the way the cops detain him yeah and they have him like in the in the jail surrounded by like 25 mm-hmm. cops yeah and he wakes up and starts fucking brawling them yeah well because <laughs> one of them's like should we unmask him they're yeah. kind of like fuck with fucking with him a little bit and then he comes to because he gets knocked out really hard from that that bomb explosion because like how could you not right right i imagine he was a little concussed his brain his brain should have been liquidated like yeah. that close to an explosion yeah you would even if you don't melt your brain yeah. does <laughs> yeah he survives some in, like really severe damage in this and i'm like again you're not a superhero you're a fucking dude in just military armor you're a guy um but yeah that that scene is really cool because like he comes up and he's like fighting people and gordon's like calm down simmer down you know? yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> what are you doing man yeah, he's a cabin <laughs> on know? those fucking copperoonies man yeah. it's so funny and then he fucking blames one like he looks at one of the the cop that sounds like he uh has like smoker's lung. Was that Maroni? Uh, I don't know who that was. Yeah. He was. He was. It wasn't the savage guy who uh, ended up being a part of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. That that short guy was like, "Happy fucking Halloween!" You yeah. Remember that yeah. guy? No, this other guy comes in and goes, "Hey, Batman, what are you doing? What do you think these are my boys here?" Yeah. <laughs> do you remember this guy? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You think you're above the law? You think you're above the law? You just watch Cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> Love this. fly another day in this town, bat. I I love how much this is like a, like a crime movie, like a yeah. mobster movie, right? Like with, with characters that talk like that and be like, "Hey, what are you showing me?" Fucking <laughs> love Carol it, dude. I mean, because we get a bunch of like the CD crime underworld in mm-hmm. the in the Nolan movies, right? And we even get a take on Falcone in that yeah uh, trilogy, which is it's different, right? I I don't know. This, this one's like a little dirtier. Yeah, this it feels like grungier kind of like well, crime movie. You have a lot of people double crossing each other, people killing each other to keep themselves mm-hmm. in power. Like it's yeah, feels like a fucking yeah, puppets. Uh, mm-hmm. People getting paid off. Like yeah, it, it it definitely feels like a grounded like like a Scorsese mm-hmm. crime movie at times. Very much so, which I really really enjoy. But yeah, we we get introduced to Selena Kyle, Zoe Kravitz. It's not that she says things to be perfect, like purposely sexy. Mm-hmm. It's just that everything she says is sexy. Yes. Like that's why they casted her, where it's like everything she says comes out sexy. Even like her coffee she's order. She's so fucking hot. And this is the second time she's played Catwoman. What was the first time I forgot? Lego Batman. Oh, nice. How funny. That's a good movie. How funny. <laughs> I wonder if she just did the same voice. I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. There's a lot of fucking cat puns, mm-hmm. though. She's like, I'm the cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really like cats. <laughs> yeah, but she's really good. Um, we, we were treated to a really creepy scene of um, of Battinson fucking binoculars watching her undress, but then figuring out she's dressing into a burglar outfit. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, dude, what are you doing? He has like no, <laughs> yeah. no regard. Yeah, because at the core of it, like he's trying to figure out like who the rat is because uh, mm. Riddler is sowing the seeds of like, hey, we're going for these people within like uh, the political uh, structure as well as certain cops. And then he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the the club where uh, Penguin and Falcone are at. And then he he sees her 
uh and just he kind of just follows her from there because like i guess he notices her boots uh yes. from from the picture um so he he just follows her it, but it is creepy the way it's he's just creepy watching her and then also how he replays the footage of her in the mirror over and over like obsessively it's like you could tell this is probably the first yeah. time in a long time he's had a soft spot for like a a, a woman a woman yeah or a person yeah. i don't even know yeah this yeah. batman could be a little bisexual do you think this batman's a virgin Ooh, because like the reclusive bruce wayne i'm, I'm like my my whole life is is Batman, like, 24-7, basically. I don't think he's had sex. I don't think he's done it. Nah, this Batman fucks. Nah, this Batman's never fucked. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll, I don't think he's fucked. Listen, there's, there's a lot of contentious His opinions. version of fucking is, like, getting into a brawl. That's his version of fucking. That's his release. Th- you don't think he went to, like, a fucking a club, like, akin to 40 Below and met a goth chick and was like, hey, I got this fucking Nirvana B-side. Let's go bang it out. Oh, maybe. That's how you get him. Yeah. That's how you get him. He loves that Nirvana. Let yeah. me tell you what. He's a moody teen. <laughs> no, I, I liked her. Like, um, we, we've gotten some... Again, some interesting uneven takes on Catwoman throughout like the years in, in film. For sure. and I liked Anne Hathaway's t- take, um, although like her take on ooh bats, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm doing that sexy voice and, yeah. and then melting back and forth between Catwoman and and Selena Kyle was interesting. But I felt like she was always like trying to double cross and had her own motivations for things that she was always just trying to screw people over. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, I just felt like. It wasn't quite that. She was just trying to, like, save her friend and get out of yeah. town. Really kind of earnest uh, motivation. More more grounded motivation, yeah. but, like, you still have that kind of, like, tinge of darkness. Like, she actually goes out of her way to, like, want to kill Falcone. Yes. Like, and is... And not even, like, like oh, maybe she'll, you know, just confront him. No, she's gonna shoot him in the fucking face. Yeah. And she doesn't care what Batman thinks about murder. I just wish we had gotten... Like, we got some really interesting dynamic moments with her confronting Falcone and pushing batman to his limits Mm -hmm. in terms of that um and even maybe ignites a fire of like you know going too far right but i wanted to see more of her being like a clever cat burglar right like Mm. we see the one scene where she breaks into the the safe to get the passport and then the the wigs and everything but outside of that like she felt at times more of like a like a puppet an instrument for batman until she kind of broke off and started to do her own thing yeah yeah. um which i i liked when she did do that right because it's like oh no she had her own motivations right like she wasn't going to be used and when she when she knew they weren't quite aligned as to like you know he was trying to do one thing she wanted to help her friend annika uh i thought that was interesting but yeah i wanted to see a bit more clever burglary and, and things yeah I, I do like, however, there's, like, this cross-pollination between, like, what is, like, right, what is wrong between the two of them. Whereas, like, yeah. Batman makes a comment about how her friend, like, uh, Annika, or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's her name, Annika. Yeah. Makes a comment about how, well, she should know what she was doing and who she was getting involved with. And, like, tries to do the whole, like, I don't give a shit about this thing. Yeah. And she was just like, no, that's that's not that's what we up. do. That's yeah. fucked up. That's not how you be a hero, basically. He, he kind of, like goes back on it and like doesn't apologize necessarily but like no batman doesn't say sorry it's just like you know that was a little insensitive you know and and tries to like talk her through it yeah that's the thing that's not batman yeah that's not you're never gonna get that out of batman and i love that Mm -hmm. from this movie where it's like you're not gonna get batman to be like i'm sorry you're right about this Ooh, alfred like even when he has that like a heart to heart with alfred he was just kind of like yeah well you don't have anything to apologize for (laughs) (laughs) like it's the best you're gonna drag out of this guy (laughs) i 
I love their dynamic, though, him and, and, and Zoe Kravitz. And uh, I've never wanted to be, like, in the middle of two people more. Um, I've never... What? Yeah, I, like, I don't know how actors act without being so horny and turned on for no. each other. Because, like, you felt the magnetism at times between, like, her and him. And, like, she definitely wants him. He you know, they've wants... known each other for 10 years. Really? Those two? Yeah. That's huh. why they already had, like, chemistry, like, on set. It's so good. Yeah. And some of the photo shoots they're doing outside of it, like, are just, like, so hot. Oh, it's my God. It's pretty steamy. God. It's pretty steamy. Oh, my God. I do love that one moment, though, where he's, like, look at me and hold your chin and, yep. like, looking in her eyes. And he's actually just checking that, that the contacts are yeah. in there, right? <laughs> that's such a good one. That's such a Batman thing. I mm. love that. And they did the dis- disappearing act for Batman. Gordon looked around going like, oh, where did he, where did he go, man? Where was that? That was at the orphanage? Yeah, yeah. when they were looking at the footage of the, the Waynes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he figured out like, oh, I'm like Riddler's next target. That's mm-hmm. when he dipped. That was cool. But, dude, oh, so many good fucking scenes. The car scene is fucking amazing. Okay, so. The Batmobile reveal. What I didn't realize until I heard people talking about it was that he was like building the Batmobile like kind of in certain scenes oh, as the movie that. was like moving along until you get the, the reveal of it in the alley. I, yeah, I, I like the reveal of it and the way it felt. I can only imagine how that must've felt in like IMAX or like Dolby digital. <laughs> um, interesting thing, this movie, like, although it's showing an IMAX, it wasn't shot with IMAX cameras. So mm. it doesn't like quite frame the same way. Um, but yeah, that, that chase scene is, is really, really cool. There's one shot towards the end, like where, like, he fucking rams the car after jumping over the ramp. And fucking yeah. Penguin tumbles, like, 50 times. It's amazing. Uh, and cool I feel like he should have got a bit more hurt than he did. <laughs> um, no, he's wearing all that, those prosthetics. Oh, so yeah. That's yeah. what softened the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, prosthetics give you, what, like, plus fucking 20 to defense? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Gotta put that on Some an Elden Ring. kind of kind of talk there. But, so, the, the iconic, like, upside-down car shot where you see, like, him walking upside-down towards yeah. the car dun, is really cool. Dun, dun, dun. But I wanted a cutaway because I hated the lingering the shot thing? where, like, he looks down into the car at him. And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I laughed. And you, you called it out after. You're like, why did you laugh? I was like, like, why did you laugh? Yeah, I didn't make me laugh. It just felt really silly because it's like I couldn't take it I seriously. Because, again, some shots get held for a very long time. Very long time. It felt too More long. than any other editor would, like, be comfortable to allow for a film yeah. of this nature. And I really like that about this movie. Like, it just hangs on the morbidity of, like, the scenes. But, yeah. You know, the thing that made me laugh was actually the very beginning. When we did the fucking voiceover. When he's doing the narration. Because, like, like, it's like watching a new Doctor Who and having to get used to their affectations and how they do it. And so this new Batman, I just, like, wanted to laugh because I was like, oh, hey... They're doing the fucking narration from Lego Batman mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning, but for real. Yeah. And it made me laugh. And then they got into it and it was like, all right, all right, this feels better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't too worried about it being that hokey Will Arnett thing, but like, yeah. you can't help but laugh about it. And you said you cringed a little bit too. You're like, oh mm. my God, what is this movie going to be? Like, Yeah. Uh... Like when they started the VO and I was just like, oh no, what are we in for? Yeah. But then it slowly is like, no, that's not what this is. We're not going to get like 50 scenes with voiceover work. Like that's just kind of the intro. This is the tone. Let's They use it sparingly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They use it at the beginning and end, which I thought was really good. Very solid. Very solid. So I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy his voice as Batman, by the way. Unlike Bat, uh, Batfleck. Yeah. Where they had to do the voice modulator to make him sound like a fucking, the robot from lost in space (laughs) (laughs) like he just does this kind of like very hushed on vengeance you know Mm -hmm. just like very hushed kind of thing actually this whole movie is mumblecore 
by the way, which I fucking laughed about. Like, in every scene, everyone uh, is talking like they're in a library. Mm. As if, like, if they speak too loudly, the crime will get them yeah. in Gotham. Even in the club, where it's like, you have a fucking, like, 50 Cent is blasting in the background yeah. or whatever is happening. It's like, no, they're still whispering. And it's still like, whispering. How? How do you know Falcone? <laughs> like, the whole time. I love it. Yeah. And then there is a inner lighting problem. The, throughout yes. the whole movie everywhere yeah. in gotham they have the dimmers on for some reason <laughs> every scene is shrouded in darkness when it's like like hey i'm just going to the flower shop and it's like the darkest <laughs> flowers you've ever seen in your life <laughs> yeah I, w- I was worried that there was going to be a lack of like daylight shots at a yeah. point but we get a few scenes in, in the daytime and I'm like okay this actually feels like adequately lit um, yeah i think it was just all intentional i mean it looked like seattle lit to yeah. be honest, like everything was fucking super gloomy. Yeah, it's intentional. I, yeah. I know it is. I was just like, God damn, who would live here? And then I'm like, people live in Seattle like year round and mm-hmm. fucking love it. Uh, on that point, um, I love the take on Gotham in this movie. I wasn't really sold on the look and feel of Gotham in Batman Begins. Batman Begins is like weird. This is like a fantasy version of Gotham, kind of like a little bit like burton's but like also yeah it's like a futuristic metropolis situation yeah, and then the dark knight it's chicago it's chicago and then dark knight rises it's like oh this is just a normal ass fucking city yeah um so i like that consistently like you know with the skylines the architecture all of it like it felt it felt grounded like like you've said and mm-hmm. I, I like the approach of it a lot and uh gotham feels like a very reactive city uh to him it feels like a very lived-in city um and I like I feel like I didn't need much like backstory for what was going on. It really like through exposition explained like the characters and the hierarchy of things, which was really cool. I know it's twenty twenty two at least in the film, but yeah. I don't understand why all the cabs are from like nineteen seventy two mm. in the film. Are they is is that a reference to Joker in some sort of way? I hope not. I hope not too. You know I never finished that movie. There's not a lot to finish. There's not a lot to finish. You know, it's funny. Both of those, this film and The Joker are like kind of character dives. Mm -hmm. And they both are very tense. But one is just stupidly bad. Mm -hmm. Just like a a hollow, strange, needless venture through a a criminal's mind. And that comes away with a weird point, which is like, well, if you don't give mentally ill white men enough tension, they'll become Mm -hmm. radicalized and murder people. I wanna, and then this one plays with that theme too. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about something that might be like a little like content warning heavy or or like too graphic, but like with with Dark Knight Rises, right? Like when that movie was showing, and like I forget what year it was, like what 2011? 2012? 2012. Um, and what happened with with the theater shootings in like you know Aurora, Colorado? Um, and then there was a similar mentality going into Joker in 2019, where it's like, is this going to inspire like mass shootings and stuff like that? Mm. And like it didn't. Well, no, it didn't. I'm glad. <laughs> it just inspired a bunch of cosplaying goons. I was a little nervous when I yeah. saw it in theaters, by the way, though. I was nervous. Well, you were in New York, was in, I was right? in New York at yeah. the time. Oh, my God. Unfamiliar theater, and I was just, like, waiting for somebody to come up the aisle and be like, I'm the Joker! Yeah. Like, oh, God. But, but, like, this one, like, seeing it in a packed theater in, like, kind of a crime-heavy area in Washington, like, being, a like, a superhero movie, I, I, I don't know. It was tense, right? But I had that same tension of, like... Were we in a crime-heavy area of Washington? That that's South what Center? Yeah, that's one of the highest uh, rated crime areas. What the fuck? Yeah. Tuckwilla. <laughs> that's where uh, my South dentist Center. is, dude. Yeah. Well, I told you what happened. I had an altercation with somebody at the mall and I didn't even, I wasn't even like doing anything. So, oh my like, God. yeah, it's pretty crazy over there. But I wish it, I had that it's like, like Gotham of Washington. It, it's kind of scary and fucked up, right? Like, that's just like, we're all 
as a nation, right, we always have a backup plan in our head of like, oh, could something happen here? Where is my, where are my exits, right? And like, I was tense because the movie was tense, but also because I was kind of thinking of that too. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's weird. I'm glad I didn't have that in my head. I had an edible. I know. Yeah. You were just along for the, the ride. <laughs> I was along for the ride, but I was like, oh, I feel real. Like, you know how you take it sometimes and yeah. you feel like there's an anxiety built up that won't release because that's a part of the high sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt in this movie where I was like, this anxiety is not releasing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Until the Batman would show up and do his Batman stuff. And I was like, ah, that's the thing I wasn't getting from Joker. Like a release from the torment of the film. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a fun movie. No, it's not. And this movie like has some fun moments about it, at least. Like, I don't think there's any like heavy ha-ha moments, right? No. There's like performances that like give a little bit of comic relief and that are just like very skillfully given out. Like I, every time that fucking Colin Farrell was on screen, like even if it was a tense scene, I knew that something like was going to make me laugh because of just how he, so he was like one. hamming it up. He's so. so fucking good. In that yeah. 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 And then people just reacting to the weirdness of Batman is mm. always fun or they're like, Oh, are you serious? The, the one crime scene where I forget which one it is, but like he's touching like notebooks and stuff. And yeah. uh, the one guy's like, Hey, you're messing up my crime scene here. And fucking Gordon's like, he's wearing gloves. <laughs> and it just like, it made me laugh. I'm like, Oh yeah. You. Yeah. Everyone's like, you didn't, you didn't let this clown show happen like this, Gordon. Yeah. Gordon, he's running the city. eh? just let him do it, man. <laughs> the whole movie called him man like 15 yeah. times. Hey man. That's your thing, man. <laughs> I love it. I, I love the Gordon scene, like, uh, going back to the precinct where, like, they're staging, like, how are we going to get you out of here? And he's like, I just need you to hit me, take the keys, and go. I thought that was a really fun scene. Oh, yeah, where he knocks him out, and he's like, he's like, I could have pulled your punch. And he's like, I did. <laughs> yeah. The the one thing I don't like about the end of that scene is we get him leaving the precinct, and that's where he first uses the glider. Uh, yes. And... I, I did not like the fucking head cam shots. I thought it was really good. You don't goofy. like the head cams? I like no, the head cam shots. It was shot. really silly. I thought it was, great. I thought it was an exciting thing. Yeah. I like that it was like, hey, there's no way his cow would like serve as some sort of like actual bat wings. Yeah. Um, so he has to wear a bubble suit to fly through the city, which mm-hmm. was interesting. He uses a lot of lo-fi tech mm-hmm. that's like more grounded, like like shit that you would see like maybe the military actually use. Yes. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Which is like, where is he getting this from? Is it like, is it him and Alfred doing it together? Because it doesn't seem like he has somebody like a, like a Lucius uh, no. running military reconnaissance for him and like gathering resources. I want to I say, so the, the Alfred-Bruce dichotomy in this movie, I don't think it was ever as, as strong as we got from like, of course, like, you know, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's not a bloody double. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I, I don't get me wrong, Andy Serkis in the role is good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought he was pretty solid. It it almost felt like um, when you have that fake out of where you think Alfred's gonna like die because he mm-hmm. you know opened up a letter that exploded his face. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he threw it. Oh yeah, that's true. He, <laughs> he tossed it. it. His training told him to throw <laughs> explosive envelopes. Right. Yeah. I don't, he lives in Gotham after. I all. don't know what the blast radius of a uh, C four looks like. I haven't seen enough like Hurt Locker related movies, yeah. but like I would think it would take out the whole fucking room. There's one Hurt Locker. <laughs> by the way, I said Hurt Locker like Re- movies, like movies. Okay. Yeah. Like there's like a whole like um like a metaverse of Hurt Locker films. Well, you know, you got your Hurt Lockers, you got your Jarheads. Yeah. You know. that, there's more than one Jarhead. Oh, really? Yeah, they made a sequel. Huh. They made a sequel. Came out to, on to TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, with with Alfred, at that point, I thought to myself, like, oh, 
they really didn't give him enough to do if they're gonna pull the kill him card like yeah kill, but they didn't thankfully and then he got an additional scene that kind of sold the character for me where it was like oh okay i like this but he does hint that he trained mm-hmm. bruce to fight and i'm like well you must fight like a motherfucker because bruce can take on 12 men <laughs> There, there's always the kind of uh, subtext that like he was in the military or right or he did some like he was black in the ops service, stuff okay. right. He was in the SAS or something like that because he's got that that lilt to his voice. Mm. Yeah, Andy Circus is interesting because I've seen him act more as animated creatures in things than under CG person. than like, and I've seen him on all fours more than I've ever seen. He's him worked with Matt Reeves before. Remember, yeah. he was Caesar in the Planet of the Apes films. Oh, that's right. That's right. So. Caesar Koopa. So he's thinking, like, if, if you can do an ape, you can do Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> come on come on in. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked him in, in the role. Um, and it's going to be one of those things where, actually, a lot of these characters, where I think I'm just going to fall in love with them more over time, mm. you know, as more movies get put into this verse, this bat verse. I want more of this this verse. I, I, I definitely do. I Walking out of this, I didn't say to myself, oh, that's cool, one and done. I was like, no, this is interesting. You got yourself a good recipe here. You got mm-hmm. you got a great tone. I think you got a great director. I hope he comes back. I hope Matt comes back. Mm-hmm. And you got a great cast. I'm like, yeah, you can do some good shit here. Give us another trilogy. Fuck us up with the trilogy of like this crime noir trilogy. Yeah. You know, that I'm sure we're going to get some more uh, terrorist-sized threats. Yeah. Because every superhero movie is 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> every single well, one. Yeah, even thinking about like the Batman-Nolan uh, movies where it's like each movie had a villain that did a 9-11 type terrorist yep. event. Or it's like, you know, not to play fast and loose with 9-11, right? But like, you These know. movies do. Yeah. Like, like, the, <laughs> but just to say like there are terrorist inspired like motivations and things where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to do global horror and terror to these people. Fuck Gotham. We got to root out the rot by blowing it up. Yeah. So there's this whole element in the movie <laughs> where... The you think the Riddler knows <clears throat> you think the Riddler knows mm-hmm. that Bruce Wayne is the Batman, and you know he drops hints like I know your true face and stuff like that. Then we have an interrogation scene that feels kind of like a limp version of the Dark Knight Joker interrogation scene, because mm-hmm. Paul Dano just doesn't sell that fucking scene at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, he doesn't. Yeah, it's it's tough because we get a lot of these really great scenes with him being in the mask and being like a yeah. looming threat and then seeing him on a video cam yeah but when he's like the legit zodiac killer it's yeah. just a disappointing white guy in glasses i know? did love the scene where he gave himself up though where yeah, like that, was good. Th- that cafe scene where he's just like he's drinking his fucking latte his question mark latte yeah which i gotta get me one of those looks pretty fresh he, he did it himself there <laughs> <laughs> paul dano used to be a barista yeah 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 in real life i don't know maybe yeah who yeah cares. Uh, was he in swiss army man he was no that was no, that was him. Yeah, that was Paul Dano. Okay. Yeah, Paul Dano and he, he was, fucking. Uh, he was writing uh, Daniel Harry Radcliffe. Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking silly thing. Yeah, we uh, should get Daniel Radcliffe as like one of the Rogues Gallery going forward. I would love to see him. Yeah, who would he be? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, because when he shows up in like normal movies, I'm just like, you're great. You're still a fucking world class actor. I don't know. Get him to be like Black Mask or something. Mm. Although Ewan McGregor did a pretty good Black Mask. He did. To be honest with he you. He did. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like, there's so many, like, male villains that he could play. I'll think on it. We'll come back I think to it. We'll come back to it. Um, you Mr. Freeze? You think Mr. Freeze? He's too short. He's too short. Mm. He's a small king. Okay. But yeah, no, that interrogation scene, like, okay, so... Uh, Sc- oh, he could be Scarface the puppet. He could be the... <laughs> 
I want to see him become a uh, become man bat because like <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be the man bat. Because that's what I was saying. Like I want yeah. I want a second movie where it plays like with an insane rogues gallery because like you you have the seedings of the rogues gallery in this. Like mm-hmm. Cobblepot isn't quite Penguin no. until like he's got his feet tied up and he's waddling. And yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, that's, that's funny. Great. That's funny. Not uh, a penguin in sight in yeah. this film, unfortunately. And like Catwoman, like she's more of like a antagonistic like co-pilot than she's a villain and she's like proto catwoman in this movie yeah like she never even refers to herself as catwoman no um and she never gets her her mask or whatever yeah she's a burglar the whole like your main villains are the riddler and falcone for like all you know all that it's worth so i want to see them just go crazy with a fucking rogues gallery in the second one give us like shit we haven't seen in the film give us some Mm. animated series stuff right like fuck right I, i don't know um but yeah that interrogation scene like the, the scene with Heath Ledger and Christian Bale in Dark Knight is, like, one of the most phenomenal scenes in cinema, right? Because it's, like, he doesn't know he's in the room with them. He gets his head slammed in the desk. It's a crazy back and forth. You think yeah. he's going to kill him. And this scene is, like, a lot of just, like, Paul Dano on one side of the... the the glass being really operatic and out there and just being super uneven yeah. and then screaming Ave Maria and then fucking Battinson just pounding the glass. Like, what did you do? Yeah. What did you do? I needed to be, you know? I needed him to be a little more subdued. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like just completely in love with his own, like the character of the Riddler, just in love with his own genius. Yeah. In love with his, his machinations and stuff, you know, but, but him being like basically a fanboy for Batman was like kind of a nice little subversion. Yes. And then like the scene, like you loved it. Like the scene where um, Batman goes to like his home, and, like the Riddler's home, and figures out that he has like a live stream mm-hmm. um, where he's just like, "Hey guys, thanks for the advice <laughs> on the pipe bombs and stuff." And then like he slowly starts becoming like Riddler. I th- I think that was the only like scene that I'm just like, "Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's kind of what I wanted more of." You know, like this subdued nobody that like thinks higher of himself but then when he does the ava maria shit i was like oh come on it's, it's tough because like i don't even know what tone to take away from the riddler character half the time right mm. like we got jim carrey being like crazy outlandish <laughs> like the mask yeah in that fucking question mark suit and then like from the arkham games i'm just like yeah you are kind of like a you're a fun antagonist right like seating riddles everywhere it's and, really annoying in the arkham games yeah in my opinion. i think the longer yeah, the longest Halloween is one of the cooler interpretations of Riddler because he's already a known entity in the world, mm-hmm. but and everybody just kind of overlooks him. They don't they don't respect him. He's one of the the lower tiers, and that's why it's such a cool reveal that he's the one that's actually been planning this entire like murder escapade across mm-hmm. all of it, like involving all of the Rogues Gallery. Yeah. He's the real mastermind, which is really cool. I gotta read that one because I've I've seen it referenced a bunch. So I've, I re- I've read up on it. I think I have it. I don't know. I thought I had it. Uh, you might. Your comics, I guess. I have year oh, one. Sorry. Picked your foot. Let me see. Uh... Yeah, I definitely have year one. Yeah, Black Mirror. White Knight, year one. Yeah, year one. Okay. Uh, hmm. Maybe that's one I gotta pick up. Interesting. It's very good. Okay. Yeah, good call. Did they do, like, um... Like an animated movie version of that? Of... Yeah, I think they did Longest Halloween. Is I, I haven't watched that one. I know they did... I know they did year one. Yeah, they did year one. Yeah. I think they did The Killing Joke, too. They did do the killing joke, and that one sucks. <laughs> sucks so much. Yeah, I, I, so I, again, I think Paul Dano really brings it to the role. Like he's, he's great and magnetic at times, but yeah. like it's just like after a point, like when he's becoming unhinged, I just I wasn't fully in for it. And then definitely that like that stinger moment where like you know he's within the the jail cell. But yeah, that that kind of like it, does he know that? Batman is Bruce Wayne and vice versa was interesting because like 
Yeah, uh, when when he sends the the letter to Wayne Manor, right? That Alfred reads. I'm like, oh shit, he fucking knows, right? right. But no, Wayne was just another person in his pecking order that was kind of at the core of uh, the renewal program that he wanted to take down, right? Um, which is interesting. He, he didn't know, but yeah, I I don't know. It's uh the motivations there, like. It's always interesting getting to the core of a villain's motivations in a movie, mm. right? Like Joker, it's like he wants to watch the world burn. He doesn't really care. He's he's chaos in, yeah. incarnate. Where it's like, what is your motivation, Riddler? Right? Like, what you were an orphan who the world looked down upon or, or didn't see? Apparently, it's a really shitty orphanage. You talked about like yeah. what rats would take one kid every summer. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking nuts. There, there was a rat king that that took him down to the the cells. <laughs> Yeah, like what? What was that one uh, bit from VHS with the, the oh the with fucking Ratma? Yeah, Ratma. Yeah, yeah, dude. So these fucking rats are taking these orphans down to the sewers <laughs> to, to uh, serve Ratma. Yeah, to, to to feed them to Ratma. I would love it. Hail Ratma. Hail, Hail Ratma. Ratma. Good shit. VHS four. That's a, that's a banger. Don't miss VHS four, guys. Get yeah. Shutter. Get Shutter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there. So I want to talk about the ending a little bit. I want to talk about the uh, the the gotham square garden i thought that shit was fucking rad and that i i really like the scene where so you it felt like this oh shit moment of when he figures out like oh wait there are a bunch of idiots that were inspired by the riddler that are Mm -hmm. now going to go gun down a bunch of people and it was like what that's his master plan yeah it was like a like a simultaneous unfolding right because he moves the rug because he fucks with them a little bit uh after the uh, interrogation scene where he's like you didn't figure it out. There's still so much more here. And then he goes back. He sees the scheme to like blow up like the ports to flood the city. And then when he when he uploads the video, he sees that oh yeah, there's a live feed of like 500 people. And at that point, I'm like, I figured it out like kind of a, a second before it was like announced to the audience. And I'm like, shit, there could be 500 like Riddler like people unleashed upon the city. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, how do you manage that? Yeah, yeah, but it's um, but it's all centralized in like one location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where. What is the mayor doing there? They're just having she's having a speech. Well, they the whole fucking city got flooded, right? Oh, before the no, no, yeah, they're all there. Yeah, because that's one of the um, safe zones during a disaster. Mm. So they all congregate at the uh, square garden because of that. So that's why they're there. Okay. Before they were just rocking, and then suddenly, like Batman looks out when the bombs start going off and the dam like breaks. Yeah, and you see the flooding in the streets, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I was like, "This got big." Yeah, it was a crazy like climactic moment, and uh, I didn't see that last act coming because like no. the, I mean, there are a few points where I'm like, "Okay, this movie probably could have ended now, could ended now," but I knew there was still, like a 45 minutes left, and I'm like, "What else could be here?" Right, and right. Then we get these fucking fight scene like on the rafters mm-hmm. of of this place where he's beating the shit out of these dudes while trying to not kill them, and he's taking he's like succumbing all the damage from them. They're firing loaded rifles against the suit, shotguns at his chest. Oh man, when he gets shotgun like point blank, it's like, oh shit, Batman! How do you get up after that? Yeah, that's the scene where he gets knocked down really hard, and then he has to like inject himself with what I thought Catwoman was... had to save him. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was adrenaline, but you said it was. It's so I looked at the IMDb and they say like the the fact that it's like this glowing green looks like the venom that Bane uses to become super big in the comics. Mm. He didn't do in the movie because he was just a weird Austrian man. Um, He's supposed to be Brazilian, I believe. Okay. Venezuelan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck that take on Bane. Yeah. That that whole movie. Fucking just a shit show. But but yeah, so he injected himself with venom and became like super aggro and almost smashed somebody's fucking entire face in. Yeah, that was that was nuts because like you see him go full cock violence and like that was a moment where 
I thought he was he was gonna kill for for Selena, right? You know, but yeah, and you feel like that's the last vestige of that vengeance-driven version of Batman, where he takes a moment and like you know, Gordon tells him, like, "Stop, dude!" And he like he realizes like, "Oh shit, what am I doing?" Mm-hmm. And then he has that kind of moment where he saves everyone trapped underneath like the. Oh, yeah, because, like, the fucking top of the... I forget what it is. It's, like, a sign that, like, falls down. It, it, and it almost, it, like, electrocutes everyone because yeah, it's coming toward the water. It reads, like, a big, like, circular rafter thing that would be suspended above. Yeah. I don't know, like, a light fixture or something. Something like that, that. Something that you would see in a fucking, like, wrestling arena almost. Right. And then, like, he catches it, cuts it. With, he pulls the fucking battering off of his armor chest. Which I love. Cuts it and then goes down with it into like electrified water. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And then it's like, no, he's good. He's fine. But he's fine. He's all right. He de electrified the water yeah. before it could be. Yeah. <laughs> the suit nullified it. But yeah, then you get like one of my favorite parts where he he lifts like the, the I guess, the scaffold that's like on top of these people. They're all like huddled in the water. Mm-hmm. And like the the new, the new woman running for mayor mm-hmm. is there because the other guy got shot, obviously. The actual mayor, the yeah. incumbent. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't get shot. He got bludgeoned. Of course. <laughs> and they don't trust him. Like, she doesn't... Like, he reaches out his hand holding a flare and, like, a, the, a kid steps forward first. Mm. And it's the kid, the mayor's son. Of course. Who's orphan. And he yeah. gets... Yeah. Like, the, that's a little on the nose for me, but I do love that moment of just, like, they're like, what do we make of this? And then they're like, oh, he genuinely is trying to help. And mm-hmm. then they show the scenes of him helping out with the disaster relief. And I'm just like, yo, this is... Yeah, like he grew up into the superhero that he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He's Gotham's hope. And I love the the notion that he is bothered and disturbed and freaks out about the fact that this murderer was inspired by him. And says that I can't be vengeance because that's what I'm going to breed is more revenge for everyone else. I need yeah. to be hope. And I, I like that. I yeah. like that turn for him. Not a, not a spoken thing, but something that you could definitely see like him kind of unspooling in his head yeah like he freaks he out because needs... he starts punching the fucking glass realizing that this dude is like his number one fan mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we're, he's like up. we're nothing alike yeah you know he's like i, I gave you nothing what <laughs> fucking great yeah where he's kind of like feeding him the idea of like now you were as responsible for this as much as i was and it's like oh that's yeah. fucked up yeah but, yeah no that that turn is really it's it's powerful i think there was maybe a like they hang with some of the shots a little too long and some of it feels like a little cheesy just with some of the imagery they're playing with oh, but that like, overhead shot though man yeah that's a great that's shot where he's got at. the flare and he's walking through the water yeah the the, the the use of reds in this movie is really fucking I dope i think of that scene and i think of some of the stuff in like the club scenes yeah where he's fighting yeah. his way through um but yeah no it's it's an interesting kind of like it's at that point where you want to see more of this Batman. You want to, you know, they're inevitably going to fucking greenlight a sequel. They have to. Have right? to. But, like, you want to see what that that version of, like, Gotham's hope looks like, what it becomes, and also, like, how his Bruce Wayne becomes, maybe, less uh, introverted, becomes more of a public figure, and how he does that balancing act as he becomes more... That would be interesting yeah. to see, because I, I really enjoy his um, I'm uncomfortable being Bruce performance. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that, where it's like, yeah... Because Alfred makes a line going, like, you're going to lose everything. It, it sounds like they're losing money just because he's been such a recluse and not running the company. Yeah. Like, he's just been doing his fucking thing this mm-hmm. entire time. I think that's interesting. And then there's a few lines that, that throw the whole, like, you're a rich scumbag thing in his face. Very, very modern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very modernist of it. But yeah, they but... don't really do anything with it. But they, they at least reference the fact where it's like, they even, <laughs> when you has a line about about uh, white privilege assholes. Mm-hmm. Which I was just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that scene, I think that's where he maybe 
wrestles with the fact of his lineage and who he is and what his father's work has led up to yeah. where like uh selena is just like yeah wayne deserves to go down fuck bruce wayne and it's like oh right. well shit maybe she can't know who i am maybe we'll never align and it's like right. at that point like you can feel like like it's an ego blow to him because he's he's like well i'm not like that you know it's just my company's image and this fucking terrorist is you yeah. know making it look like and then this. there's that other line of the um the the woman that's running for office mm-hmm. says that like bruce wayne you could be doing more for this city yeah like you're not doing anything right now you know yeah it, so yeah i'd be interested to see because like gotham is like half underwater uh they, they gotta get fucking fema in there they gotta fucking do some relief efforts. I, I hope we don't get a time skip for the sequel no. because because this is a perfect setup for a no man's land arc where mm-hmm. it's like crime is out of control because the city's flooded that would be so fucking sick you can introduce more of the rogues gallery in it because mm-hmm. of the power vacuum at play yeah, I, li- I like that. I want, yeah. I want to go there. I was wondering if, like, Blackgate or Arkham would have blown open in that case. Mm. Like, if there was a charge set in that area. But it wasn't. Everything seems like it's still contained there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that power vacuum would be interesting. There's a shot with uh, uh, the Penguin towards the end where it almost plays with the idea that, like, he might step up yeah. and do something. Interesting. Which, yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of him. He's funny. But uh, then we also get a setup for the unknown Arkham inmate. <sighs> who we definitely know is fucking Joker. Yeah. Barry um, Keegan from Eternals and a bunch of other stuff. Correct. I think good casting, but they almost hint that his face is like fucked up in this. Like he's wearing prosthetics. They mm-hmm. don't really show you, but you can see some of the green hair mm-hmm. and you can see that it's like his, his face is like scarred or something. Which yeah. Like, hmm. Which I, I guess it's crucial for the character, right? Cause he fell in an acid bath and That's his face true. is all burnt up. Yeah. So he's a perpetual clown instead of just like, hiding his face with makeup in this one Mm -hmm. interesting we'll see where that goes it was a tough read for me at first because i thought it might have been two-face uh because he you know you have the scene with paul dano where he's like freaking out um how i'll never come back from it and then the the anonymous voice is just like you know they love a good redemption arc they love a good like you know return story and i the way they shot it i was like oh that could be harvey dent yeah but yeah maybe i but it, it's definitely Joker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely I don't Joker. know that I want that just yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like we've seen so many versions of Joker in the last fucking 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Reeves was talking about this too, which is interesting in that... Um, so year one Batman in this, in this timeline, he's already fought the Joker. Oh. And he already put him into in arkham mm-hmm. and so like any and uh sorry what's his name bruce even referenced the fact that he's had like some experience with like larger than life characters yeah um it's joker in his first year is hmm. what they're saying and there's a scene that they cut uh where they interact with each other <clears throat> in arkham like interesting because he, he has to like go to this joker guy for a profile on riddler ah uh, okay. but the idea is that joker isn't joker yet Mm-hmm. that these people have not declared themselves is mm-hmm. what matt reeves kept on saying yeah, he don't... wasn't quite the clown prince of crime he yeah. was just maybe like a i don't know like just a, a crime like a psychopath yeah just basically a like he's not story. there yet but he will because <sighs> these people are inspired by the batman mm-hmm. they're like if you're gonna be like a thing i'm gonna be a thing so we're almost there so uh, i like the casting we'll see what's up he did the whole again whisper core version of of joker yeah Everyone likes a comeback story. <laughs> I think he could do it. Like I, he's a, he's a very competent actor, and I think he could he's do great. some good dimension with it. But I just feel like not yet. Like I would like to like see the third movie. Yeah, maybe. I would like to see him maybe get teased out in like the third act of the second movie, yeah. and then have the third movie be his thing. Right. 
Yeah, I, I think I could see that too. Because then you would definitely be cloning the Nolan trilogy if you did Joker a second. Mm-hmm. So give us something else. Give us yeah. Court of Owls. Give us Mr. Freeze. Give us something insane. Right. There's so many interesting like comic lines or ideas you could play with. Yeah, they're talking about all sorts of shit apparently. Because Robert Pattinson is a huge Batman fan. He's a huge nerd in general. Like He became obsessed with wanting to be the Batman before he even knew this movie was in production. Really? And at the same time, Matt Reeves was writing a script with Robert Pattinson in mind. What the fuck is this? This kismet here where they're like, we want to do this badly. I love hearing stories like that where it isn't just like, yeah, we just found some hunky fucking Twilight guy and Mm -hmm. he's going to be Batman now. And he's like, no, he fought to be the Batman. Yeah, because it's not even like Robert Pattinson is like really in right now, right? Like he, he did Tenet and he had done The Lighthouse, but like... He's in now. Yeah, he, he's back in now, right? Where it's like he kind of fell out for a bit and did other roles. And I think he's still like a heartthrob to a he lot of He was doing a lot of indie stuff. Yeah. Like he just didn't want to do like uh, Twilight level stuff. He mm-hmm. seemed to have hated that experience. So. They both did, him and, him and K-Stewart. But I, I love mm-hmm. that they like joked about it. And, you know, even though it made their careers, like they, you <laughs> right. know, they could still be kind of uh, tongue in cheek about the whole experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good for him, man. And, and he signed on for three movies. Nice. So we're getting more Battenson. I think he did a great job. Yeah. Honestly. I I will say, however, maybe maybe brush the hair out of his eyes for a couple scenes. Yeah. Nobody would do that. Like you could tell he's just like looking through his hair. Looking through person. his weird, heavy middle part bangs. What are you doing, man? And it's he's so greasy. Yeah. His hair is so greasy. What's how he looks like I, I I said to you in the movie, I was like, he looks like Dracula in most scenes. He's walking around like Dracula. Yeah, it feels like they put some like talcum powder on him too, or <laughs> like, so like some Johnson and Johnson powder because he's very white. I do love that he's pale because it's like, oh, he spends most of his time at night. Yeah. Like doing his job. Does right? that make sense? Yeah. But Good shit on that guy. Mm-hmm. Good shit on that guy. Do you think they keep leaning into the hard, like, emo core aspect of it with the eyeliner and all of it? Or do you think, like... Because, granted, that's the core of, like, who he is as a person, mm-hmm. but, like... The shoe polish on his fucking Yeah, eyeballs. do you think we keep with that tone in the next movies? Absolutely. Yeah? You have to. Okay. The, this, this, I feel like that's what defines this version of the Batman. It's just, like, the very dour, uh, grounded tone. Like, I know the Nolan movies were, quote-unquote, grounded... This one just feels like it could actually happen. You know? Like, there's no one... It just feels like it could happen in a city that gets stuck in martial law or something. Yeah. This feels right. Uh, Somebody targeting politicians. Somebody... Like, we've had examples of, like, the Zodiac Killer in real life. Like, its inspirations are very much it wears on its sleeve. Mm -hmm. And it it feels like a a cool take on it. As far as, like, growing the character now that he's going to become a hero. Like, I don't know what other situations you can put it in. Or have his like his ideology mm-hmm. come into conflict with an enemy. I mean, that's that's when the stories are the most interesting. Where mm-hmm. where the uh, villain is the foil for the main character. Yeah. Uh, so who's going to be that for him, right? Like who's going to actually like try to counter his ideology next? Mm-hmm. So and then what are you going to do with Catwoman? You got to bring her back. I, I you can't just let that plot thread like drift mm-hmm. away. Yeah, she rode off on her fucking motorcycle. They had a really cute like motorcycle scene. They did. Together. They did. They rode together. God, I, I wanted to see them kiss on the back of a motorcycle just really just really get it out specific lay some hog on the hog lay some hog on the hog yeah no you got to bring her back like she she was phenomenal in the role and i feel like her story like a penis yes like a hog is a penis yes (laughs) (laughs) like i feel like her story is not done um and i think he's always going to be like looking back Mm -hmm. to see where she is like just always being looking over her shoulder essentially like oh is she here Hmm. He's the Batman. I would love to see maybe, like, she kept the contacts 
and maybe like she'll turn him on from time to time so just, like he can see what she's doing some solo action some yeah. solo play that, yeah. she, she, that he's like looking at <laughs> big old mirror in front of her what what are you thinking of wow <laughs> i mean i wasn't going that far but that know. was my immediate thought I was just thinking maybe like a FaceTime with the contacts. Like, hey, oh, hey, Bats, oh, how's like it being going? Cute. Yeah, being cutesy. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so not not doing the solo masturbation yeah. scene that I thought yeah. in front of a in front of a human-sized mirror. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I like where your headcanon's at, though. God, <laughs> I mean, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. No, nah, he got that tech back. He's like, give me my fucking... Yeah. <laughs> you can't have this out there. Give me my, my, my recorders back. Yeah, what, what else can we say that stands out before we kind of dismount on this one? Because, like, I don't know, I'm it's vengeance. a dense film, right? <laughs> Hey, Vengeance. <laughs> hey, Vengeance. I love that shit. I love that somebody calls him Zorro, because in the old comics, in that his parents were going to see The Mask of Zorro, or a Zorro movie, mm. when they got killed. Yeah, I like that little reference. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I never really considered that that could be maybe an inspiration for like his costume. For Batman? Yeah. yeah. Zorro yeah. is an inspiration for Batman. Mm. Uh, Bill Finger and the other guy, they always show their names at the end of these movies, uh, oh. have said that, yeah, the Zorro is an old character, man. Yeah. Super oh, old. I know. I know for sure. Yeah, at least 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> at least pre-9-11. At least pre-9-11. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. It's got a long run time to it. I, I feel like there were parts Did where... Did it feel long to you? It, it, there were, mm. In the last hour, it started to feel long. There were probably five parts where I'm like, it could end here. It could end here. It could end here. <laughs> and it didn't. But, like, when I think about, like, what would I remove from it, I'm not sure because, like... Each mm. scene really serves the next, serves the moment, serves the character arc, serves everything that like the movie's trying to put in front of us. So. Yeah, it's weird to think that we're looking at a three-hour movie that boils down the essentials. Mm-hmm. But, but, but that's crazy to me. But then again, I think about how long-form television is working these days mm-hmm. and telling its stories over like you know seven episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just imagine that this feels like it could have been a series. Could have. They just like parred down to the most important ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they could have. Episode- Cut down some of the lingering shots, but you would have only shaved no. off maybe like thirty seconds here. Those are my favorite. <laughs> I love the lingering shots. Mm-hmm. They just won't stop with these shots, and they're all amazing looking too. It's like wow, this is great. The contrast that he plays with. Mm-hmm. Whew, cinematographer was fucking like he was mainlining some crow, <laughs> <laughs> and then would like show up on set going like I'm ready. Like he's probably dressed as the crow himself. People <laughs> were like, oh fuck, okay. How do you want to light this? I don't. <laughs> So like can what? we put on any lights? No, no lens flare. Nothing. Nothing. Dark. Oh, okay. Matt, I don't know about this one. Yeah, they had to go back and digitally like lighten up the movie because <laughs> like the, all the dailies were just completely black screens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "What is this?" That is an interesting thought right there. So the digital aspect of it, right? Um, coming off of like. 10 15 years of marvel movies at this point where you can tell when something is digitally imposed on like a cgi backdrop or green screened mm-hmm. uh I, I mean i love so many of the marvel movies so many good action scenes but like you could definitely tell that there's a cgi core to CGI-ness. it this movie didn't like and i know it's there obviously integrated maybe mixed in scenes of digital and practical shots but i just didn't feel it as much and i appreciated that like it felt I, like there's a lot of practical shots yeah. a lot of practicality to the film like i'm sure they did like digital stuff for like maybe some of the some of the wider shots and whatnot mm-hmm. but yeah it, all the effects seem done in camera mm-hmm. very impressive yeah i mean that's what i liked about like um things like daredevil and stuff right mm-hmm. they're not like relying too much on cgi to like tell their story which no. is cool i'm yeah, sure there is cgi there yeah that's what i was saying i'm like it's got to be there somewhere because cars can't jump like that no 
Okay? They can't, like, emerge through fire like that. <laughs> so, without a lot of problems. Also, if you try to, like, jump a car, it's basically like the axle's gonna fall off midair. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's just gonna drop. It's gonna be a bad time for everybody. You see fucking Batman falling through the car into the fire. <laughs> well, I've, I've tried like, to do jumps like that on, on, a, on a bicycle, right? right, over a ramp. And front tire hit the hit the top lip of the, the ramp, and I went over. Oh, no. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a Batmobile going pretty fast, All but, right. you know. Was that your villain origin story? You became the cyclist. No, my villain origin. The cyclist. The cyclist. <laughs> My villain origin story is probably people just singing Oh Danny Boy at me. Oh. Yeah, because I hate that. Yeah, you did tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know the lyrics to Oh Danny Boy. I imagine it's, Danny! Oh, Danny, you boy! <laughs> no, it's like it, like Elton John's Benny and the Jets, but just Danny. Danny! Danny! Danny, <laughs> Danny the boy! <laughs> The Batman. What a fantastic fucking film. <laughs> I love this movie. I, I still feel like I need to sit with it for probably another week or so I until I play with the idea of, of seeing it again. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to see it a second time. It's definitely a, a, a movie that's going to stick with me. I know some people have said, like, oh, it's middling, or Not it didn't leave all. too much of an impression on me, or I don't really need to see it again, or I needed to see it again because there's stuff I didn't understand. I get all that. I don't get the the first camp of people being like there was nothing effective or like that stayed with them. Where I'm yeah, like, there's so many okay. lingering shots and cool moments, but I I get it too, right? Like, eighty years of Batman, right? Like it's it's been done and done and done again, right? There's so many takes in media, and even this wasn't like a completely original idea, but it's an original I think twist on it, an original take, an original lens mm. at least, which I appreciated. Um, I didn't think it was completely needless. And I, I appreciate what Matt Reeves did with it, right? He had a deliberate vision of wanting to tell this year two Batman who is coming to his own, who is kind of fumbly at times, right? Like we think of the glider scene. He didn't fucking successfully take off. He, no, fell. he fell. And that's that's the big thing about this. This is like not this is him falling, learning to pick himself up, and then learning how to just be like a new image of hope for the the city. I think that's really powerful stuff to play with, right? I, I like the movie quite a lot i want to watch it again i've been thinking about it since i've watched it so the comment about like oh it's not really effect it affected me more than some of the more recent like interpretations of batman right Mm -hmm. uh i mean i was thinking about bvs a lot and how much i hated it after i saw it but uh that that fucking bat scene in the well the bat scene in the well that opens the movie i'm so glad we were watching a batman that isn't that stupid yeah that isn't that like it's visually stupid oh my god there was nothing visually stupid about this movie what an absolute waste of money to be like yeah i want to see a boy float through a well with bats surrounding him are you an idiot that's not even a metaphor that's <laughs> it's fucking the dumb man's version of a metaphor no make the bats make a marionette out of bruce what is wrong with you? Why Why are you playing with Jesus allegories left and fucking right? Which one is Jesus, Batman or Superman? You can't even just get the fuck out of here, Zach. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. We <laughs> gave him too much leeway to do. Way things. too much. Way too much chaos on it. And then Matt Reeves comes in and goes like, I'm going to do seven, but with Batman. And it's like, yeah, fucking do it, dog. Mm-hmm. Do it. Land it. Perfect. Love it. The car is scary. It's cool. Mm-hmm. He's scary. And he's cool. And... The, the ladies are going to go crazy for the locks, the bangs hanging over mm-hmm. the eyes, and he's walking around. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. John Turturro, thank you for your performance, too. I just want to shout him out again. He really, really great. I wasn't really, expecting him to be in the movie. I love his old mobster take. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
everyone was told act like you're in Goodfellas too, and they fucking landed it. Like it was, it was great. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I want to see more of it. And I want to see this movie again. I, I think if you're in for, if you're in for a notion of like a slow, a slower superhero film, mm-hmm. one that takes its time to just kind of play with its characters more so than you know show them do giant set piece stuff. You'll get your set piece stuff. You will. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of the action is almost like in direct juxtaposition to the slower mumble core of the film. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like it effectively works together because there's these ebbs and flows of tension yeah there's like a the movie's taut like the whole the whole way through mm-hmm. and it is intriguing getting through like what is the riddler doing who, who who's next what's mm-hmm. gonna happen the fact that i'm looking at a superhero film and not saying to myself like oh that's all boring get to the bat fights mm-hmm. is, is a, t- a testament to like the writing and the vision of it yeah there's a while where like we see batman and then we don't see him again yeah. for a few minutes you know because he's doing other things or we're focusing on other characters which i think is it's interesting that you can have a batman movie that puts a lens on so many other things that are just as interesting as the main character mm-hmm I don't know. Yeah, it gets a little over explaining in some parts where I'm like, you don't need to explain that because I can kind of see it. But mm-hmm. I guess you have to for the kids that show up to this PG-13 film. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like what? Uh, I think it over explains some of the shit when we're when we get into um, talking about Riddler and renewal. Renewal. It over explains. Mm-hmm. Like we have like almost it feels like four different exposition scenes that maybe could be just parred down and like, hey, we get it, dude, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But otherwise, like I, I was fine. I, I forget what it was, but there was one moment where Gordon saying lines out loud of like, oh, and so that's what he's doing next. And it's like you didn't need to say it like we, mm-hmm. we could just go do it. Yeah. <laughs> like we could just go there. It's fine. Or or Batman kind of piecing the riddles out loud to us solving it with us and it's just like you could visually like give us a a nod that oh yeah this is what the answer is yeah things are a little too like spoon fed where Mm -hmm. it's like if this were a real like crime drama they probably wouldn't just like announce that out Mm -hmm. loud but then you realize it's like oh yeah this is a batman film yeah it felt like a parody of like those um like csi uh, law and order things yeah here and there here and there right (laughs) but i think what sells it is just the fucking vivid weirdness of the batman standing in these like normal locations figuring out crimes and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool it's like it's the stuff from the comics that i've been wanting to see on film forever mm-hmm. that just feel like i've never been able to get there because it's like when we when we do like the nolan stuff we're already getting to like big theatrics right of of like you know semis being blown up in the middle of the city and and and, and the beginning of part three was in a fucking like aircraft <laughs> yeah it, it feels you know. like the opening of of tenet or yeah one of his other bombastic right this is a more subdued film well, that's why i've always kind of had a little bit of a problem with people saying that the nolan movies were completely grounded i'm like no there's so many over the top moments the third movie yeah. is completely over the top some of the stuff with joker is completely over the top some of the stuff with the league of shadows is completely over the top uh, i think it's just is. maybe like the grounding of bruce wayne and him his identity and uh, evolution into Batman that feels grounded. Even Gotham at times doesn't feel grounded, but this movie consistently feels grounded, which is cool. I'm just hoping because like they're going to need to ramp it up going into other movies. Oh, I just yeah. hope it doesn't get too over the top. Yeah, you know. I what mean, do, what do they do, Robin? What do they get, Robin, in there? Would be cool. Yeah, we haven't seen a Robin since what Chris O'Donnell. I mean, yeah. Granted, we've seen Lego Batman, but uh, we we kind of tried to screw around with Joseph Gordon-Levitt being. Uh... <sighs> Robin yeah, that would have been really cool. Batman or whatever he is. Who knows? 
Who knows? Because they could have done, like, okay, the, the Batman Dark Knight trilogy is done. Do a solo Robin film. Yeah. Right? They could have. Yeah. They didn't. They did not. They moved on. Mm-hmm. Who's a cat? What's a what's a bat without wings on a stool? It's a Clementine. It's a Clementine. It's a baby. Well, I, 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 I'm all batman out. I don't yeah. think I could say anything more about the Batman other than I wish there was a more recent video game so I can wear the Pattinson suit because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, I, I hope once... What's it called? The the new Court of Owls game? Oh, uh, Gotham Knights. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give me some cool suits inspired from that. Even though Batman isn't like directly in it. He's not really... He dies. Yeah. He's dead already. Which is cool. He got batted out. Oh, man. That yeah. game's going to be cool whenever it comes out. Yeah, it's... It's been a minute, right? Because we had all these awesome Arkham games that were kind of lock and step with the Nolan movies coming out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, well, nothing, <laughs> you know? I, I hope that there will be a resurgence of uh, fucking Rocksteady and uh, what's the other studio? I forget. Uh, it's WB Montreal yeah. that works on the other. But they're, they're tied up and stuff, right? We got the Kill the Justice League game coming out. We mm-hmm. got fucking that game coming out as well. So I don't know. I it, can't be the Batman. Nah. I can't be Battinson. It's okay. You can be Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2 and soon Wolverine. Oh, fuck yeah. Wolverine, man. He's got the chick-chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, hell of a movie. I can't really praise it enough. I don't think it's like perfect. I it's I hard-pressed to even call it a, a 10 out of 10, but like, yeah, like 9, 9.5 out of 10. Like, it's a really, really strong Are we doing a 10 scale? Should we, movie. Or should we be a 5 scale? No, sure. that's too hard for me. 5 scale's too hard? Yeah. I think 5 scale's easier because it matches letterbox for me. Okay. I give this a four and a half. Okay. So Letterbox. that's like a nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, four and a half is is good. What would have brought it to a full ten out of ten? Five uh, out of five fucking Riddler being way more awesome. Sure. Like, just, I don't know. I needed something else from Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was just a little too, like, people were laughing in the audience when he was doing his whole, like, operatic and, like, getting, like, high-pitched and stuff. Because it was silly. Because it was funny. Yeah. It was like... It, it, I don't think it was supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like the movie is not supposed to make you laugh like in those parts at all. You're yeah. supposed to be afraid of this guy. And it wasn't. Which is weird because he's such a competent actor. Yeah. Um, I've never seen There Will Be Blood, but I hear he's very gripping in that. Yeah. Very sinister and, and like a threat. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that too. I, I just didn't see it in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. That's what have brought it to like the next level for me where it's like, yeah, the, the Riddler was actually really scary in this film. He started scary mm-hmm. and then it just kind of lost it for me. Yeah. I, I give it maybe like a docking a point for that, and then maybe some of the central maybe a four plot, <laughs> uh, maybe some of the central plot stuff with the I don't renewal know, stuff. The renewal stuff, yeah. Where I'm like, this yeah. feels a little like over- trim it a little. Like bit. if you have to overexplain it, it's probably a little convoluted. And there were mm-hmm. too many like kind of twists and turns of like this person's the rat and this person's the rat. I'm like, I don't fucking care who the rat is. Just tell me. Yeah. All right, just fucking quit double crossing and pretending like it's this. Uh, really interesting reveal when it probably is just Falcone in the end. Yeah, you know, it so, was. <laughs> uh, you know, but but yeah. I I thought him double crossing the the Waynes and being behind their murder was an interesting, interesting plot point. Yeah. But everything around it felt like fluff that really just served the vehicle of Riddler's motivation more than anything. But I yeah. don't know. It's it's tough because I feel like all the Batman movies have that where there's a central plot that I struggle to care about as much as some of the cooler action pieces mm. or the dynamic between you know Batman and his his rogue. So I don't right. know, but yeah, it's it's a great movie. I'll, I'll give it that. It's a great movie. Go see this movie or wait for it to come. If you don't feel safe, we're not about to tell you to go do what to do. All right, you do what you got to do and you mm-hmm. got to do it. Okay, 
Yeah. That's what the Batman says. I just want to know, uh, what's our next uh, 9-11 superhero film? Jesus Christ. Shazam 2. Shazam 2. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, well, let's let's uh, land this back, guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Save Room Reviews, The Batman. Uh, remember, as always, we are Vengeance, and you can look for that Vengeance on Twitter, <laughs> at Save Room Show. That was good. That was <laughs> and then the rest of it, of course, we're on Spotify, we're on uh, SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, mm-hmm. you know where to look. There's three Save Rooms, I guess. We're the one with the blue logo. The rest of them are doing some garbage. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or I wish them the best. Whichever makes me sound better. Listen, if it if it comes to, to or I'll fight him. To head, yeah, I was gonna say if it comes to head one day that we have to fight other save rooms. Yeah, we'll, we'll do win. it. Well, I'll don the cow and I'll fight them. I'll put on the combat boots. That was the greatest shit, by the way, when he was walking down the stairs with the mm-hmm. combat boots. Every time he is like walking slowly, oh, scary. Yeah, there's something about the way they frame him in in the suit that is just really cool. And I granted, like you can only but be imposing in that suit, right? You yeah. have to be very stiff. But I feel like he's still got a lot of movement in it. Whereas, like, I feel like uh, Bale was like cardboard half the time. Yeah, like, there was some. He really... Couldn't move his neck. Yeah, couldn't move his neck. Yeah. But there was some really dynamic fights and things shot around it. No, I, I'm not afraid of a man it. that can't move their neck. That's yeah. that's a problem. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're gonna get fully 360 cows. We're gonna be able to fucking spin our head around Exorcist. Oh, style. We're gonna come yeah. for you guys. Save rooms that aren't us. You're, you're going down. You're going down. Because we're the. We're vengeance. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess good night, huh? Something in the way. Something in the way. Oh, it's okay to eat fish because I don't have anything.